Today's episode is sponsored by Rex Kwon Do, founder of the Rex Kwon Do self-defense system. After one week in his dojo, you'll be prepared to defend yourself with the strength of a grizzly, the reflexes of a puma, and the wisdom of a man. Use promo code STARLA to get 10% off your first eight-week program. We're also sponsored by Glamour Shots by Deb, a photo shoot experience that will make you feel like you're weightless in the middle of the ocean, surrounded by tiny little seahorses. Use promo code COLLEGE to get 75% off your shoot. Now let's fire up those time circuits, set it to 2004, because today we're traveling back in time to revisit Napoleon Dynamite. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. I am your host, Santos Medrano, and by my side I have... Julia Diaz. Who is going to be joining me to revisit the classic greatest hit of all time. I mean, it is a huge hit for us in our hearts. If we got to do top 10 films of our family, where does this film stand? Of our family, you, me, our kids, Napoleon Dynamite wouldn't be on that one because it's not one we watch with our kids. No, 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 no. Meaning you and I, like our family, you and us, like there oh, are you, me, family. Yes, like because oh. that's what I'm saying. Like there's the because we also like I know we joke with you know my I mean uh, Owen sometimes we will make comments, but as a whole, like this film is one of those that I feel like is one of the top films. Like even though Step Brothers isn't one I mentioned in previous episodes, I didn't really grow up watching, not grow up, but like you when it was, when, it, when the film came <laughs> out, I didn't watch it all the time. I rarely watched it, but somehow that film became a part of us, a part of our family. Because that's we what, quote it. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's it why, like, exists in our daily life. Like I feel like Napoleon Dynamite has become it's one, one of, of those, those films. So it's like, it has to be in the top 10. That movie's special to me because of the constant use, almost daily use, and references from that film. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot, especially gifts. Anytime, well, you know, we'll get into that when we bring up that scene. And that's what I mean, only because of the way we quote this film all the time and we joke about it and we say certain things. And that's why I feel it's become a part of our family. I mean, more so it's it's me quoting it and then you laughing. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the one who mostly quotes the things and you just laugh along with it because yes. you get the reference. Yeah, exactly. So I know the reference. I know the quotes. I'm like, ah, and I laugh. But yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, today we are doing Napoleon Dynamite. The film was released in 2004. It's an American comedy film. This was one. It was like a small independent film where it cost uh, $400,000 that was the budget and the box office raked in 46 million so that's a massive hit for, yeah right that's and a good turnaround and uh you know the the it was written and directed by well co-written also with his wife but it was uh Jared Hess who directed the film who we are going to you know to tease we are going to be doing another of his films pretty soon oh yes <laughs> 
<laughs> which is also if you had to do it our one of our family films that's up there yes. right yeah because it would be actually we'll get into it at that point but yeah so uh napoleon dynamite uh when was the first time you saw this film so you mentioned it it came out in 2004 i graduated high school 2004 so damn yes <laughs> <laughs> why is that funny <laughs> Because I just thought of freaking uh, Kevin Hart. No, Kevin Hart. Oh. Because I was like, I said damn without thinking about it. But at the same time, like I said, and me, you know, I'm 56 years old. Damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because it was a sorry, thought. No, no, seriously. It was dude, a thought. It was I'm a not, thought and I blurted it out. I'm I did fine. not mean it that I'm not, way. I'm fine. Okay. But just understand, I didn't mean it the way it came Let's, out. We'll take a poll on how you meant it with I'm, people here later after the show's over, but. I can sit up here and honestly say, buddy, that yeah, that was from yeah, a place yeah. of love. Got it. Like, oh, damn. That was from, like, damn. You didn't, if we could play it back right now. Play it back? These are two different dams. Play it back in slow motion. There yeah. wasn't no. I damn. said, I said. There was no like, wow, that's I that's said, amazing. damn. No, you said the word damn. Do you want me to tell you how you said it? I know how I said it, Don. Do you want me to say it back to you how I think you said it? Go ahead. Damn. Not, not true. Fam. Not true. Fam. I said. Kevin. I said. Damn it. <laughs> Each time you said it, now it's gotten quieter and quieter. Oh, because we're in, we're in 2023 and my 20-year high school reunion is coming up. Yeah. So that's why yeah. I was like, damn. <laughs> and I was like, Thank oh. you for that reminder. <laughs> you um, old. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the first time I saw it, uh, it was a limited release. So I had to go to an independent theater in Pasadena. Um, I believe it was the Lemille. Um, that I went. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that properly. It's like a French word. It is the Lemieux. It is the Le, the Lemieux. Yeah, because we we have one here in Claremont. Yeah, mm -hmm. but that's like the the main one. The first one was the Pasadena. Well, one. I lived. The, I mean, I used to live in Duarte, Monrovia, so Pasadena was the closest. So we went to the Lemieux in Pasadena to go see it, and I fell in love with it. I thought the movie was hilarious from start to finish. Like, I loved everything about this freaking movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I loved it so much that um, I invited a friend to go hang out, you know, because this was like right after high school. And like, like, we're not It's like, we're not going to drift apart. We're going to stay friends. Like, we're going to find excuses to see each other. So this was me keeping up, keeping that promise and inviting yeah. her to go see a movie. So we went to go see Napoleon Dynamite. And she wasn't a huge fan of it, which I didn't understand because I thought it was so great. Yeah. And was it one of the friends that I know or yeah. this is long gone? Oh, we're still, um, we're still friends to Who? this day. Was it Brenda? It was Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like she would have liked this film. Well, she she didn't. Um, I don't know if she feels differently now, but at that time she was like, I don't know. It was just kind of dumb. Like it was just like there was no point. <laughs> like there was no purpose in this movie. It was just kind of dumb. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know. I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> it's just entertaining <laughs> as hell. It, yeah. It's, it's a just, good it's film. It's just funny. Um, but, um, so the, the following time that I saw it, I had gone to go visit some family in Lancaster. And I was like, hey, you know what? Let me treat you guys to a movie. Um, let's go watch Napoleon Dynamite. It's really good. And that was number three and then the, the fourth time i saw it in theaters um we went to your favorite movie theater the one that's by the regal by apu yeah um it has great uh picture quality imax <laughs> caliber it <laughs> makes me wonder what they're like now christ are they still open <laughs> yes Anyways, they're still open yeah. they completely renovated okay um, well maybe they have laser screens i like you lasers? know the well that's what it is like they're upgraded like the projections are laser now doesn't matter 
Yeah. So we went to it's the a movies. Garbage stare to them called and um, I taught and my I was going with my mom, my aunt Martha, the twins. They were all little, and I was like, "Mom, let's let's watch Napoleon Dynamite. It's a really good movie." And we're watching it, and I'm still laughing. This is the fourth time in, and I'm still laughing yeah and i look and i could hear my mom and my aunt laughing and they're predominantly spanish speakers my mom does watch a lot of american cinema especially anything with that has mel gibson or tommy lee jones yeah but she watches a <laughs> lot of, Amer- of american movies and yeah. tv so she's watching it and then she's laughing and i'm like oh my mom finds this funny too like that like that like that really made me happy yeah so when afterwards i'm like mom so you like the movie and she's like no that was really stupid i'm like but but you, but, but you were laughing like you, you were enjoying it. It's like I was laughing because it was just a bunch of ugly people on screen doing dumb stuff. Like it was just really dumb. I was like, but it was it was funny. You you were you were laughing. Yeah. It's like I was laughing because I couldn't believe what I was watching. And this is the first movie you've ever invited me to where the whole time they weren't just fuck, 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 fuck. I'm like, okay, mom. Okay. Well, what was her comparison? What did you take her that had a lot of vulgarity in it? You know how parents are. You you watch one thing and they, you know, and a lot of PG-13, they're allowed to say a certain words only a certain amount of times. Yeah. But they say it and your parents swear like, oh, everything you watch is just vulgar and the foul language yeah, and the blah, true. blah, blah. That's just how parents are. So she swears that because, you know, every because I I predominantly watched, you know, at that time, PG-13 rated R. It's like, yeah, it's like when they when someone makes that comment, oh, it's, you know, dick and fart jokes. Yet there's not one fart joke. Yeah. And there's probably not even one dick joke. But yet they say dick and fart jokes. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. This was uh, when this movie first came out in theaters. Somehow one of my coworkers had uh, a copy of it on a dvd and he let me borrow like it. a bootleg i guess it was like a bootleg but it was like it, it was an official screening disc somehow oh. i don't know what the fuck how he got it, it wasn't a bootleg that someone recorded off the it was picture like because that was predominant back then y'all don't know about that anymore. oh yeah shit like i remember my dad no, bringing those home and anymore. i'd be like dad why are you getting these this is garbage <laughs> don't but no this was a, a studio quality uh copy like that that's it wasn't like uh recorded off the screen so i i remember telling him like oh yeah that movie I, i've seen some ads about it so he's like no it's really good you got to watch it so i ended up watching it at home and i thought it was amazing like i was i i, I mean i wasn't like look it is not spoilers but for all of us i mean for me and my wife for these this revisit we're just pointing out in front street we love this movie we completely love it, you know, so but at when I saw this film, like, that's why I'm saying that because it's going to sound funny. I'm going to say because I thought it was I thought it was so stupid, but a good stupid because the way you know, my humor, right? Like, you you know what things that make me laugh. You'll send me certain videos you, because you already you're know the easiest person to make laugh. First and <laughs> foremost, OK, you're, you're OK. You're no Siskel and Ebert. You're you're not objective. You love you love silly little puns, dad jokes, humor. Like- yeah, but like people are like, oh, I don't get it when they talk about like Wes Anderson films. And I think those films are hilarious. And that baffles me because some of his films, like I feel like the the imagery and everything is so complex. And I'm like, baby, you get it? You yeah, they're hilarious. I love those movies. <laughs> so that's why like and this film was like that stupid funny like it was no that's smart funny but it was dumb but like it was just certain things that you would watch it and it makes you funny I just not not stupid was, funny like um it was simple yeah yeah like it, you know it's hard to it like was, it was like an innocence 
yes. type of thing. Because right away, just like literally in the beginning no of the movie. Vulgarity. There's no nudity. No. There's no. Uh, okay. There's the 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 graphic the mid violence or whatever for one particular scene. Yeah. A sing. Well, no, technically two if you count the stake to the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's it's just it's it's a very clean film in terms yeah. of like um, violence and language. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like I said, I saw it. I I loved it. And then that's when I started seeing ads on MTV about it and their commercials were literally the same as as if the napoleon dynamite crew directed these commercials because like especially like the pedro one they kept showing that on mtv where it would show pedro it had the little music and it it would show you that scene where it's like it got really hot (laughs) so when i went home and drank some water why do you got your hood on like that well when i came home from school my head started to get really hot, so I drank some cold water, but it didn't do nothing. So I laid in the bathtub for a while, but then I realized that it was my hair that was making my head so hot. So I went into my kitchen, and I shaved it all off. I don't want anyone to see. Then in the tub, and then it just shows a picture of him all cut out and napoleon dynamite movie blah 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 and it was just like it was just a simple thing and it looks so dumb but silly and i was like this is genius like and i i, I don't know i was a huge fan i bought the special edition dvd i when bought it the came special, out. do you still have your special edition DVD? well yeah it's probably packed up i think we had to like f- like pack them up separately and then now we have them together so <laughs> but yeah it was it, i don't know i i love this movie so so let's uh let's get into it um i don't i know this is this this is our third uh, intro to the show, so I don't remember if I brought up how much money or any of that. Did I say it in this one? <laughs> See, the reason there's so many is because our four-year-old um, was being less than cooperative and uh, really wanted to be a part of this episode. <laughs> yes, he was. Uh, he sees the microphone, <laughs> and it's like, oh, so it, it was one of those. So it ended up being somehow like an MTV-style film because of Paramount. This film stars John Heater, John Greyers. Am I pronouncing that right? I don't. Greer. Greer. Yeah, that's uh, Uncle Rico. Yes. Yeah, who was also in the Monster Squad. He's the Wolf Man. Shut the hell up. Yeah, he's the one. He's like, tie me up. I, I know. know who the Wolf Man is. I see. <laughs> yeah, him we love. In we my love head, the Monster Squad. But he doesn't look like himself in that. Yeah, well, because he had hair. Like, I mean, actual real hair. It was a You're balding in the Monster Squad. Are you kidding me? Well, I he mean. He was super balding but in here Monster he wears Squad. Like here a he's wig. wearing like a wig. Yeah. That's cr- okay. Yeah. He was in my. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Aaron Raul. Is that Raul? Are you? I'm not looking at it. I don't know why you're looking at no, it. No, I, I read it. I read it. Because uh, I, I just said the what the spelling. I don't know. Well, he's Kip. He plays okay. Kip. Raul. <laughs> Raul Efren Ramirez, who has been a, sh- a guest on the show twice, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll throw in some special stuff coming up on that. Uh, Tina Mar Marjaro, she she's uh, from Waterworld. Remember the little girl from Waterworld? Not what was it, the Seal movie? Audrey? Oh, odd. Uh, uh, yeah. Was it Audrey? Yeah, you're right. She wasn't a, a Seal movie. <laughs> 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 she wasn't a freaking Seal movie. She was like a child actor, and then she like just disappeared, and then out of nowhere appeared in this film. I'm gonna look yeah. her up. So well, I'll just jump into it. Um, 
I feel like Let's the movie see. starts off strong and it starts off well because I really love the intro credits. Like all of the the cafeteria foods with the um, Jack White, we're just going to be friends song. Andre. Yeah, that's I was the... close. I remember started with an A and ended with an she E She was sound. also in Karina Karina. Oh, yeah. Corina Karina. Yeah. The one with, with, with Whoopi Goldberg and... Um, oh, what was... Rest in peace. Um, he just passed. What's his name? Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. But anyways, yes. Napoleon Dynamite. So we do have a, a lot. Let, let's let's go down to the revisit. Okay. So um, like I had mentioned, I, I love the intro to this film. Yes. I really like the way that the uh, movie begins. Um, Jack White's We're Just Gonna Be Friends. And um, all the like montage of foods with the... Um, Actors. I didn't know you knew the name of the song because I had to look it up. <laughs> and I was I about, like the white. Stripes. I was about to say right now the name. I'm like, Can oh, I, it's a, <laughs> for the audience, and I realized like, oh, I, I didn't have to do that because you knew white, it. <laughs> and I love the white stripes. Yeah. So yes, I knew the song, but like it was so fitting to just um, the the movie in general the song. Yeah. And I loved um, like the little meals at the beginning and. When they were like first putting the meals, um, at first I thought like this is the kind of stuff you probably made for yourself coming home as a latchkey kid. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the <laughs> microwavable burrito, the corn dog, the tater tots. But then as it like it kept progressing, the trays no longer looked like home plates. They started looking like the school trays. I'm like, okay, yes. these are all cafeteria foods. Exactly. Um, and uh, our son Milo, who watched the intro at least with us when he was watching this, he's like, mm, yummy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he was enjoying the food. I mean, because some of it looks good. It <laughs> you does. Know? Uh, so, love the intro, and um, yeah, like see what what I like about the intro because it's it, it it reminded me very much going back to Wes Anderson, uh, where his especially Royal Tenenbaums when like it's a book like as if you're going through a book and you're reading chapters and someone's narrating, but they're actually reading the book. When we finally get to the title, it's written on a table. And it is etched into yeah, the desk. Exactly. Hardcore. And, and what, what's so cool about that is that it gives you the impression that it's like, obviously it's supposed to be like, oh, someone, he just graffitied himself. Like, ah, I'm going to etch it in. But it plays off perfectly for the title screen. And that's why I think it fits perfectly with the whole intro. So I think why some people thought like the movie was dumb and felt like it had no sense of purpose is because... Any other time where there's like a movie and there's that revolves around them being in school, it's like, oh, th th there's a premise as to what like you you're given us. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to figure out how to word it. Um, there, there's there's something specific going on with the school like, oh, they're the new kid in school and this is their first day or, oh, you just got back from summer school is the first day of school after summer or this is the first day of uh, school, you know, uh, after Christmas break or th th there's something going on. Yeah, or like it's Halloween time and you're going to the school and the kids are all dressed up in Halloween. So you have kind of an idea of like something special in like in the air. There's, yeah. You know, you're setting the stage where here there's none of that yeah it's just and we didn't it's really in the get middle of the school you, and and at no point in this movie is it ever night so at there's like certain moments yeah, where i'm right. like i feel like this day's going on forever but it isn't these are all different days yeah yeah you're it's right just, it never cuts it never said to, to it, me it, like, it never cuts definitively to like separate one day from the next because at one point in the movie i'm like man how many times did he change his clothes in that day and i'm like oh wait no it's been like three days <laughs> yeah that's he didn't true just change his outfit multiple times yeah <laughs> i never noticed that it's never daytime no it's never nighttime yeah whatever it's never 
<laughs> it's never nighttime. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. never noticed that. That's crazy. But it's yeah, and and also too when you're introduced to the character, there's no music. There's no music already. The the intro pass like the you know, and then it gets quiet, and he's literally right. just standing in front of his house. He's standing in front of his house. He's seething because he sees the bus. He opens his notebook for some reason. You don't see what he's looking at. He opens his notebook, looks at it, closes it. And then the moment he gets on the bus is when we get the the, the organ. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, what am I in store for? What is this gonna? But what's that, this? Ca- that reminds that Casio organ reminds me of like music my dad used to listen to that was like <laughs> 70s bass. So in the fir- in the in the movie, I'm like. At what point in time is this taking place? Yeah. Because of the way it's being shot, it looks a little bit like, not Technicolor, but it doesn't look as vibrant as like today's movies, you know, yeah. like that are taking place or in even real a, time. Even a film that was shot when this film was released, it didn't even look like that so either. So it's like, I, I like, it almost feels like a, a, a period piece. I don't know if that's the right word where yeah. it's not taking place in our, like it didn't take place in 2004, you know, it was taking yeah. place prior to that. So, and, and. I, so I was like trying to figure out during the like watching the movie, like, oh, are we in the, the 70s? Are we in the 80s? Are we in the 90s? Or like, it's clearly not today. It's not 2004. Yeah. It's not the millennium, uh, you know. So when is this movie taking place? We don't see anything definitive of that. Yeah. So he gets on the bus. Mm-hmm. And my <laughs> first question is, why is Napoleon the only high schooler on this bus? <laughs> yeah (laughs) why is like what the fuck (laughs) and clearly he's been riding this bus for some time and why can't his grandma take him the little because she's off in the dunes (laughs) with her boyfriend (laughs) it's like and obviously napoleon's been taking this bus for a long period of time because the little boy he sat next to knew his name yeah and then it's just like the way Napoleon reacts to that, because the kid goes, so what are you going to do today, Napoleon? He's like, whatever I feel like. Gosh. What are you going to do today, Napoleon? Whatever I feel like I want to do. Gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, in my head, I, I, I agree with Napoleon. It's the beginning of the fucking day. It, it, he doesn't want to. And it just pisses me off because it makes you ever get into work. And you're just like already people are trying to talk to you or be all cheerful. And you're I'm like, that person. You're which one? You're the cheerful one. I'm the one who talks to people. Oh I'm my god! <laughs> like, hey, how was your weekend? <laughs> you remember I, my old manager Neil? Whenever I opened with him, I'm walking in. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to be here. It's like morning. I'm tired, like shipment day. And he walks in. He's like, he's like, oh, good morning. Like he's always all cheerful and happy. And I'm like, oh, morning. Like I don't want to talk. I get. I gotta. Sometimes I need you some just gotta time. fake it till you make it. I need some time to talk, and that's how I, I feel like Napoleon. Like uh, maybe in <laughs> ten years from now, you'll get there because you're still not there. Oh, you what? still don't want no one to talk to you. <laughs> no. So it's just like, let me be. Give me fifteen minutes. Give me twenty minutes. But you know what? That little boy had every right to ask him because what does Napoleon do next? <laughs> Why does he do it? He I don't has- understand. He opens up his binder that has like a Velcro strap. I had one like that back in the early (laughs) 90s, but it was a Lisa Frank one. Yeah, the Trapper Keepers. um, So he opens it and he has like um, an old 
wrestling uh, action me. figure tied to like fishing line and he tosses it out the window and he's just dragging it behind the bus and i'm like that's why that kid asked him what are you gonna do today napoleon so chances are napoleon gets on this bus every day and just like does something bizarre to Holy entertain shit. and amuse himself. So this kid is genuinely curious. Like, is he gonna like like what other antics is Napoleon doing on this bus? You holy shit! Because it's like I always like. Well, one I wish they, there's no explanation for that fucking wrestling toy. Where there's they, no follow up. Yeah, there's the nothing. The bus doesn't arrive at school after it dropped off all the kids at elementary, and he's the only person left on this bus. <laughs> And, it's and not, then he gets off and picks up the doll and he's like, sweet, and puts it back in his binder. Yeah, it's not like a science experiment. Nothing Wait, like that. But I get now why the kid asked him, what are you going to do today? Because I'm like, why does a kid fucking care? He's a little kid. What are you going to do today, Napoleon? One, we know he's a fucking pathological liar. So he probably mm-hmm. just lies a lot. And he probably lied to the kid. So he's like, so oh, what is... a pathological liar is somebody who believes their lies. I think he... Just likes to inflate his life to sound it more, to make it sound more important. Oh. Because his life so is So, he's trying to impress boring. his kid. But now, the way you put it, that makes a lot of fucking sense. Because he, the kid goes in and I'm like, look at this clown. What is he going to do today? <laughs> I'm like, hey, what do you, what, what's in store today? Napoleon? He's like, oh, whatever. I feel like, gosh. And the kid's always interested. And he knows I'm going to sit in the back of the bus because this guy is going to do something crazy. <laughs> I'm going to get a little treat, but he's never going to understand because it's always confusing to him because the kid's going to see it. And it's literally this kid because the kid reacts just like the audience. Like, the fuck is he doing? <laughs> and yeah, no follow up. So I'm left like, what was that? And that that's what makes this movie so Special. fucking beautiful and smart <laughs> and genius because just that scene, we're, 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 we're introduced to this character, this movie. Within those first few minutes, that's what the film is going to be. A, bu- a bunch of stuff that doesn't really make Makes fucking sense. sense, but you're going to love it. <laughs> Napoleon, he's he's an eccentric almost. Yeah. Um, he, he's, he, he, he dances to the beat of his own drum. Yes, he um, does. He goes to class. He has to do this presentation uh, on current events. Current I paid events. attention to that. Yeah. And she said current events because I'm like, oh, this is going to tell us where we are in time in this film. Yeah. And that it didn't help. No, it's Not just one fucking. Bit, because he talks about how the Japanese are trying to blow up Lock Nessie. <laughs> but Scotland is putting some like some force field or something with their magic uh, wizards in the. And I'm like, this didn't help at all. This doesn't give me a, a timeline. <laughs> Last week, Japanese scientists placed explosive detonators at the bottom of Lake Loch Ness to blow Nessie out of the water. Sir Court Godfrey of the Nessie Alliance summoned the help of Scotland's local wizards to cast a protective spell over the lake and its local residents and all those who seek for the peaceful existence of our underwater ally. What's funny is in seventh grade, we had to do weekly events once a week and we had to like pull a newspaper or something and i had a, a i had to do that too in oh, middle school yeah it, it, it was in seventh grade uh science class for some we had to do something the my friend who sat next to me he would do weekly world news <laughs> and he was would, it like national Enquirer stuff yeah it was oh and gosh. he you know he knew it wasn't real but they he would get and the teacher allowed him because it's still 
print. It's still something being sold in print. So he could write an art, and it would be like, oh, you know, end of the world, and Jesus, you know, whatever, and aliens visiting Bill Clinton. Yeah. So he got, and I remember I would tell my mom, and she could buy, and she didn't want to ever buy them for me. It would piss me (laughs) off. It was the onion before the onion. Exactly, and and it just made me. It was like, oh shit. But yeah, there's no there's no hints of anything. In which it sucks because then he goes. he's in in the locker room and the two guys he already knows he's like the bully he's like he's basically telling these guys check this out <laughs> so he's gonna ask him so what'd you do over the summer <laughs> was he hunting <laughs> i was in alaska hunt- with my cousins hunting wolverines <laughs> yeah I, no wait yeah and then that's when he he says something about like he's like what you sh- uh, it's like what'd you shoot him with napoleon a freaking 12 gauge what do you think napoleon what'd you do on last summer again I told you, I spent it with my uncle in Alaska, hunting wolverines. Did you shoot any? Yes, like 50 of them. They kept trying to attack my cousins. What the heck would you do in a situation like that? What kind of gun did you use? A freaking 12 gauge, what do you think? (laughs) And then it just literally, the next thing is the bully's just rubbing his like up and down. He's like, you're making a fool out of me or some shit. And it's just like, it makes me wonder like how, like, Damn it, I, my, my thing moved. But, um, yeah, how many times does Napoleon get his ass kicked? Because it seems like he gets bullied so he a lot. It doesn't Not look really like get he gets ass. beat up, but he does get roughed hassled. Up. He roughed get, up. He, yes. That's the term, roughed up. He gets up. harassed, he gets roughed up. Um, but it, the the guys in the locker room, they're clearly, they're clearly just, you know, classmates that know Napoleon. You know, he's, he's a weird kid. And they they get amused at his expense, but yeah. they're not necessarily his bullies. They're just you know. Yeah, it says I. I he's like I told you I spent it with my uncle in a, in Alaska hunting wolverines. He's like, did you shoot any? He's like, yeah. They kept trying to attack my cousins. He's like, like fifty of them. They kept trying to attack my cousins. What the what heck would you, would you do in that situation, situation like that? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of gun did you use? Freaking, Freaking 12, 12 gauge. gauge. What do you think? And then right the next one, he's like, <laughs> he's just like doing the the weird bully thing. Like, you know. He's got him in a headlock. Yeah, in a headlock. But he's like up and down, up and down. Something that I really loved about this movie is just like the authenticity of the background characters and how they didn't all, they didn't look, you know, all put together and like um, picturesque. Like yeah. they just, they look like you're, everyday people when he goes into the office to try to call home because he's feeling sick the ladies looked exactly like the ladies looked when i was in school yeah you know the teachers the tas the office ladies that's how they looked with the with the denim overalls and the short old lady hair and glasses like it was just um it was very homey yes like see and that's what i love about what he does because Jared Hess. The next film, yes, Jared Hess. The next film that we're gonna end up doing is Nacho Libre. He used just real people, like, Locals. and that's why, like, here it's it has one of the longest class. I mean, class uh, uh cast list uh, of a film because he listed every single kid as an extra, but gave him credit as an actor in the whole film because. He, he and he likes using real people when he does his films and and it makes it more authentic because yeah when you when you picture when you look at napoleon is anyone really look like napoleon not no. really but everybody else looked- there was moments where it didn't feel like he fit in yeah i mean one he's fucking tall <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't gonna say that but it's like the moon boots the walmart t-shirts <laughs> 
<laughs> Owen's aunt, Owen has an aunt who to this day still wears those like crazy shirts with like the the, the moon and the wolf and <laughs> like the three-headed like <laughs> they're not mystical creatures but yeah. they're just uh, they're just i don't know <laughs> majestic ass shirts what i love is because like after I, i'm assuming he wants to go home because he got basically mm-hmm. roughed up by the bully so he calls home and <laughs> He doesn't want to deal with the day. I wouldn't want to either. Yeah, he's like, fuck this. I'm I'm going to go go home. home. And his brother, I love that he is shredding cheese nachos. Yes. But if you pay attention, every time it cuts back, there's more cheese. I was about to to say, like, the way he's doing it is extremely impractical because it is like a huge slab of, it's like a big chunk of government cheese. Yeah. (laughs) If you know what that is. And it's just like like the it's like a monstrous brick. Like this thing's got to be like maybe four or five pounds of cheese. Yeah. And the way he's grating it just is not very conducive. Like it yeah. looks like it would it would be heavy and like hurt your wrist. But yeah, every time it pans back to Kip, it's like obviously it doesn't stop him none because he's a shredding machine. It's like every time it goes back, he's just got the mound is getting bigger and bigger. So I'm like, oh, I guess he has his method down. But then I was like, so was that intentional? Or was that continuity error? I mean, based because on this literally film, from one second to the next, there's the, the the cheese just like triples in size. By the last time Kip is on screen in that moment, it's fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it because he's like, he's like, I can't. I'm doing something important. And then you look down, and he's just he's looking down at his nachos. Because yeah, he's like, I want my fucking nachos. He's like, Well, then can you give me some? Bring me chapstick. He's like, No, because <laughs> he's he's busy with his nachos. <laughs> Hey, could I use your guys' phone for a sec? Is there anything wrong? I don't feel very good. Hi. Is Grandma there? No, she's getting her hair done. What do you need? Can you just go get her for me? I'm really busy right now. Well, just tell her to come get me. Why? Because I don't feel good. Well, have you talked to the school nurse? No, she doesn't know anything. Will you just come get me? No. Will you do me a favor then? What? Can you bring me my chapstick? No, Napoleon. But my lips hurt real bad. Just borrow some from the school nurse. I know she has like five sticks in her drawer. I'm not gonna use hers, you sicko. See ya. Ugh. Idiot. This is the second film that we do where they microwave nachos. Yes. Is that a thing? People, do you make instant nachos by shredding cheese over tortilla chips and tossing them in the microwave? I want to know. I, seriously. I, I mean, I, I, I keep forgetting I'm going to do it. And um, by the next episode, I'll does let Does that work? Or does yes. it make your chips stale? Does it burn the nachos before the cheese melts? <laughs> and then so he does. Obviously, he doesn't get picked up. And this is when we're introduced to the next person. Pedro. Pedro. Here's the thing. Like I said, this movie, like there's there's just such a lack of like sequencing in it where we don't really know what's going on. Is it the next day? Is it not? And here's a perfect example of it. He runs into the principal after he wasn't able to get picked up from from school. And he's like, oh, is this the new kid? And he's like, yeah, uh, why don't you show him around? So he goes immediately from looking at his bike to now they're home. It's like, 
Was it the end of the day? Did he run <laughs> into him during sixth period? Was he trying to get picked up early from the very last class of the day? Like you just are you just you guys just ditched. Yeah, it's like it's he showed you the a, bike and you're like, oh fuck this, I want to go home anyways. Let's go. Yeah, because he tells him, have you done any sweet jumps? And then the next shot, they're in front of the fucking house. They're in front of his house. His house, Pedro's house. Yeah. <laughs> what what I love about that shot is that he's Napoleon's standing there. And you hear the bike and the ramp, the mm-hmm. fucking mediocre ramp that we all made when we were fucking kids. My brother sure did. Bricks and fucking a plywood. Uh-huh. And he hops it and then it zooms in on Napoleon. And then the next shot is the same exact shot, but this time it's Pedro. <laughs> Napoleon fucking eats it and he hurts his nutsack. And and Pedro just stands there. Doesn't he doesn't laugh, do shit. Nothing. No no concern. <laughs> and I don't know if he's looking at Napoleon or he's still looking straight. But he just stands there. Like, okay, like what the fuck? Did you ride the bus to school? No. I ride my bike. What kind of bike do you have? It's a sledgehammer. Dang. You got shocks, pegs. Lucky. You ever take it off any sweet jumps? You got like three feet of air that time. Can I try it really quick? I like how like the principal has no fucking patience for Pedro. He's like, do you understand any of this? He's like, do you understand English? Yeah. He's he's an ass. Yeah. The principal's an ass and a creep. Yeah, he's clearly an asshole. You do understand English. This isn't that complex. Look, the cafeteria's down the hall, to the right, and downstairs. Hey, is that a new kid or something? Napoleon, this is Pedro. Would you mind showing him where his locker is? Sure. Come on. And then that's when he's like, is this a new kid or something? (laughs) Or something? That's just like the typical, like, kid saying. And then, yeah, he pulls him aside, and he's like... And that again, here's the trying to be impressive. You're right. He's not a pathological liar, but he wants to make his... Because he's like, a bunch of gangs... We're trying to in- initiate me. Yes. <laughs> and he's like already trying to impress this new fucking kid. And like obviously everybody could call him out on his bullshit. But it's like, okay, you know. You know, there's like a buttload of gangs at this school. This one gang kept wanting me to join because I'm pretty good with the bow staff. <laughs> Are llamas omnivores? Because they feed Tina, their llama, the most random ass shit. When he gets home, they give the grandma gives him like a casserole and tells him to go feed Tina. I'm like, what the hell kind of casserole is this? Is this like <laughs> proper diet for a llama? Like could llamas, do they just have like really great digestive systems? You could feed them anything and it won't matter. It doesn't affect their health. So they uh, they tend to eat. Uh, oh, you literally Googled it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Grass, flowering plants, hay shrubs yeah because it's a popular search what do alamas eat (laughs) (laughs) so it makes me wonder how many people So you're telling me casserole is not on that list yeah so alfalfa clover timothy hay okay so they're vegetarian yeah small trees grains so not casseroles no corn sage fruits (laughs) okay grandma she's she tells them to feed tina and she tells them that she's gonna leave for a couple days and that some uncle lloyd or something someone's gonna come and restock the fridge no one ever comes by we don't ever there's no follow-up to that oh yeah you're right what the fuck we never see the uncle or that scene was cut out yeah someone someone is gonna come and restock the steak 
That's what it was. Tonight, me and your aunt are going to go visit some friends, and we're not going to be back till tomorrow. We're getting a little low on steak, so I got Lyle coming over tomorrow to take care of it. Well, what's there to eat? Knock it off, Napoleon. Make yourself a dang quesadilla. Fine. That's all it was. Because originally, I thought it was going to be... Because that's like their primary thing that they eat is steak in this house. Yeah, that or quesadillas. <laughs> because Kip wastes all his fucking time eating all the steak, so... She has to, he has to eat a dang quesadilla. And then she's just going to go off and have fun. And Kip is just going to stay behind. See, and okay, here we go. A lot of people could say, because I know I, I used to say this. We're like, well, of course it takes place in 2003, 4, whatever, when the movie was made. Because he's on the internet. But yet the internet can go back to like the mid 90s the early 90s you know like when when a lot of I people started my surfing too. was like 19 you could say 1994 so it's i was like, gonna get to that i okay. just hadn't gotten it to you well it's, yet. it's just because right there he's on the internet this one we're first because yes. he's like, so he's like don't be jealous because i've been on uh chatting with babes all day. all day but you could easily say the 70s because they look like they're in the fucking 70s so at moments they do yeah so that's why it's like i'm thinking that that moment it's like where where when does this take place? Because there's a V eight they're they're all about VHS. They they have a VHS camcorder. No one has a fucking cell phone. So it's just like the cars are look old. I don't know. <laughs> so here we get um this is where Deb enters the picture because she knocks on Napoleon's door. This girl is a hustler. Yeah. Okay. She she's like she talks about how there's like a promotion at cuts by Deb and he's like, No, I get my haircut at the Con corral, <laughs> which sounds like somewhere you take a child <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then my... she also does photography yeah. and she's selling her hand woven crafts <laughs> like she is she's saving up money for college she is determined to get yeah. out of this shithole town like she needs to get money to get the fuck out of there yeah <laughs> but it's like she's a hustler yeah she's fucking terrible at it because if you have a client that's right there, a male, why is she going to show, like, why not have options? Instead, she shows, I mean, it, it comes in handy for Napoleon later, but why would she just show, like, would you like to look like this? He's like, that's a that's girl. A girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why not? Like, oh, here, let me switch the photos. Uh, like, that always made me laugh. That why would he? And I love the picture because I honestly always used to think, like, you know how in Home Alone where Biff's uh we're oh, wolf yeah and you know they felt bad like we're not gonna make fun of a girl so they got a boy, boy to dress it, like i i honestly used to think that was freaking uh whatever john heater napoleon dynamite right. as a girl like she's so like okay Could we're not gonna be? make fun of an actual girl Could so let's be? just and i used to think that i never looked it up to see what it was but yeah <laughs> but she has really poor business sense yeah because kip makes this like comment like your mom goes to college yeah i'm trying to make money for college <laughs> And he's so proud of himself and his joke. <laughs> <laughs> you think it does a little gets, laugh? Like she eh. gets, she gets upset and tosses her case at Napoleon and runs off. She abandoned all her wares. It's like, girl, what, like you're out now. You're in the negative. <laughs> like you, and he stands there like, what the fuck? Like what just happened? Um, hello. Would you like to look like this? This is a girl. Because for a limited time only, Glamour Shots by Deb are 75% off. I already get my hair cut at the Cotton Corral. Well, maybe you'd be interested in some home-woven handicrafts. And here we have some boondoggle keychains. A must-have for this season's fashion. 
I already made like affinity of those at scout camp. Well, is anyone else here trying to earn money for college? Your mom goes to college. But he also, okay, it's like, at what point in time are they in this school year? Because he acts like this is the first time he's ever seen her. Yeah, when true. she comes to the door, he's not like, oh, hey, Deb, what are you doing here? Yeah, I guess so. Could it be the beginning of the school year? Maybe. Because the bully asked about what he did during the summer. <gasps> You're right. He's not the bully. He's just a jerk. Yeah. There, well, there's two bully types. No, there's the guy who who get who gets fun, you know, at Napoleon's expense, and then there's the bully who roughs him up. Yeah. Because okay, so yeah, 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 you're right. Because the one that asked him the summer question, that's He's the just a that's jerk. the from that's Summer's boyfriend. Yeah, the the he because he reminds me of Mickey Park from fucking. No, to he get, reminds me of Monsters. Okay, no, he well, yeah, Monsters. Because I was I'm thinking <laughs> from, of, from Space Jam from Together. No, right? Is it? Oh, I see it now. Mickey Park. Yes. <laughs> see, he's so tall. When I saw him, he is like he is the physical incarnation of one of the monsters Monster. from Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the other guy who has more like a shaven head, but he has the stubble. He's the he's, he's the, the bully. And okay. By the following day, we get a following day and, and, you know, we'll we'll get to that where he gives it back and all of that. But thing is, this could have been someone who had just been like, the fuck is this? And just throwing it away. If some kid. Like I literally said, she has poor business sense because she just <laughs> abandoned all her goods. <laughs> yeah, because if someone just ran off <laughs> and left all their shit, we're not going to hold it for them. We're going to be like, all right. The next we don't go to school with them, honey. We haven't been to school in a long time. <laughs> Okay, Owen then maybe our son Owen. Someone left that. But yeah, I don't know. It just it, it's fucking it's it's weird. <laughs> so after this happens, like Napo like Oh, Kip is watching TV. Kip Kip asks him to do him a favor and well, pull him into town. Why does he ask him to pull him into town? Because, because he sees he saw the ad for Rex Quando. <laughs> The cheesiest ad ever. In, the, in one of the clips, he's getting kicked in the nuts. <laughs> I'm Rex, founder of the Rex Quando Self-Defense System. After one week with me and my dojo, you'll be prepared to defend yourself with the strength of a grizzly, the reflexes of a puma, and the wisdom of a man. Come down today for your free trial lesson. I mean, this video is giving off like uh. really hard, like insurrectionist vibes, like <laughs> like with the patriotic pants and like the Oakley style glasses. Seriously, oh, God. <laughs> there's one where like the guy's just standing there with like the 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 gun, and then he's like he, just he fends it, it off all easy, like nothing. <laughs> I like the part where he says, you know, he also teaches them wisdom of a man, but then when you go to his class. He's married to like a bodybuilder. I'm like, there's no way he would. He roughs houses. He roughs up his wife. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Though, in the in the subtitles, it said bear. He says man, but the subtitle said bear. I don't care what the subtitles say. I know what. I know. Saying. I know. He he says man. I noticed that because he's like, I'll teach you the wisdoms of a seal or no 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 the speed of a fox grizzly of gri like he says all these things and then the last one is a wisdom of a man yeah and he has a woman in a in a in a headlock <laughs> so he teaches classes on domestic violence 
<laughs> basically. <laughs> so Kip asked him for the for the the favor. Yeah, to to bring it to we put tow him into town. So Napoleon's on his beat up bike and Kip's wearing rollerblades that clearly belong to his grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're like oversized and pink. And the police should have said no. He should have. Why? Because he fucking, the other day he asked him for a favor and he told he him no. He could not return it, but yeah. Napoleon's, Napoleon's nice. a better a better brother, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and he brings him into town and sits in on this uh, promotion inside of the classroom where Rex is explaining the, this course and doing like a small demo where he brings up Kip only to humiliate him in front of the class. <laughs> Wait, how would the brother go pick him up anyways? He has no car. He asked for grandma. And he yes. says she's not here. But then he uh, he asked, well, can you come get me? Yeah. How would he go in his rollerblades? <laughs> <laughs> On the bike? And, and he meant he, uh, Napoleon's the only grown fucking child in that bus. He has a bike. Why doesn't he ride his bike to school? He's like, do you take the bus? Because it's really far. <laughs> Cause he asked Pedro, he's like, "Do you would you take the bus to school?" He's like, "No, I ride my bike." <laughs> he could have <laughs> rode his bike with them. <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> Here's one thing. So back to the Rex Quando. Yeah. Why is Rex wearing those Velcro Walmart shoes inside of his dojo? Oh yeah, he shouldn't be wearing in the them. dojo. You do not wear shoes. Everybody no, is shoeless. Mat, yeah. But Rex, Rex is wearing those these like black Velcro shoes that they sell at walmart for like 40 bucks played and by diedrich bader oh, i love amazing him so he's so great in everything he does <laughs> everything Regardless, you love him you, i do you, I do. Love you him enjoy so him much. a I lot think he's so great <laughs> um, uh my favorite role has to be though as, as uh jethro from uh, beverly hillbilly Hill is that so the first time i saw him that's where i fell in love with oh him. really and then i'm yes. assuming drew carey after that yes yeah, because I saw him like, ah, it's a Drew Carey. You know, it's from, I mean, it's from Beverly Hillbillies. His Rex Quando character is basically the same character he plays as the Penguin in Surf's Up. It's literally the same character. Oh, really? It's just the same voice? It's the same voice, the same energy, alpha energy. It's yeah. the same character. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Surf's Up. It's a really good movie. I loved it a hundred times better than Happy Feet. I saw the, the WWF uh, Surf's Up one with Owen. What? Yeah, yeah all, uh, all the people. Oh, the sequel. Yeah, The Undertaker, yes. fucking uh-huh. McMahon, yes, Stone yes. Cold. I didn't they see all that. <laughs> I watched it with Owen. We we're like, all right, let's watch it. I was like, all right. <laughs> but, okay, so this movie is clearly taking place sometime in the 90s. Yeah. 300 bucks for an eight-week program? That's 150 bucks a month. That's expensive for the 90s. You know what? We signed up Owen for karate, like, four years ago or something yeah. like that and we were paying 150 a month yeah we were so 150 in the 90s that's crazy expensive yeah that, i mean we're assuming it's the 90s i wrote down 300 well, this, for uh, an the eight dream week of the 90s is alive and wherever napoleon's item it's from because <laughs> i wrote down 300 dollars eight week program because i wanted to do the math because <laughs> i was like how oh, much God. is that a week <laughs> <laughs> so if it's eight weeks that's why but you already figured it out because i was like okay she'll figure it out for me <laughs> she's good like that yeah <laughs> so we, we it go it it goes i'm gonna close that back door <laughs> so we it's the next day 
we're, uh, we we just know it's the next day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though it's still daylight. Yeah. And it's the same. It's always the same time of day. Like it's you never see a sunrise or a sunset. It's no. Just always noon. There's no morning the aspect of it where he's waking up. No. no it's always noontime. Yeah. <laughs> At no point do you ever see him eating breakfast. It's just it's noontime and it's life Speaking is Speaking nachos. <laughs> yes. So it's the next day and this is where the mid-violence or whatever occurs in the film where the bus is driving by. Oh, yeah. At, to pick up Napoleon while the farmer is about to shoot his cow in, in the head with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> that man doesn't look like he is strong enough to yield that weapon. <laughs> like, I feel like if they would have showed him shooting that cow, he, we would have seen him fall, fall on his ass. <laughs> Because he could barely load that gun. He struggled. He struggled so hard. But that has truth in it. That that scene, the director pulled that from a real life incident when he was young. So that's a legit scene. So that happened in real life. But that's weird, though. It, it's For me, it felt like one of those Jurassic Park mo- moments in that at no other time do, do you really feel like he lives next to a farm. But all of a sudden, at this particular moment... There's a lone cow right across the street from Napoleon's property. With the fence and everything. And yet later on, when he's riding home with Pedro, is that fence there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I know what you mean. It says right here, look, the scene of the farmer shooting the cow in front of the school bus full of children is true anecdote from director Jared Hess's childhood. Okay. So that shit really happened. And he wanted to add that. <laughs> why not pull what you know right exactly right what you know that's what it is right what you right know. what you know yeah i love that napoleon looks like a human incarnation of a mike judge cartoon character he does <laughs> he would be like literally someone from like someone from beavis and butthead yeah <laughs> someone that was in the classroom with beavis and butthead <laughs> that's true <laughs> and it's like we, we see a little bit what the grandma's often doing just left if i can i mean because you got kip who's you know she figures is an adult could watch napoleon who's still in high school and she's going but i never understood how she got hurt because she's riding waving and it's not like they show her looking back and not paying she has plenty of time to see the fucking hill coming up and she does nothing i wanted to point out <laughs> How cheesy it was that when it panned to the other lady and the two guys yeah. leaning against the one dune, watching her riding around. I was like, you know that before they started rolling, they were like, okay, so the camera's going to pan to you guys and you need to wave your hands in the air and just be really excited because there's... <laughs> you wouldn't be that that's not the normal reaction like you wouldn't do that the entire time you see your friend doing that like unless it was like a toddler you know where for your babies you have to give them that praise like oh my god you're doing so great yeah this is like a grown older woman and she's doing this thing and the the moment it pants to them they're all just like "Woo, this is a party like their hands in the air crop tops the dudes are wearing crop tops which is not very 90s no that's like that's 80s very 80s yeah i mean bill from bill and ted wears a crop top Mm -hmm. you know so yeah oh shit man that's what drives me crazy but it's the internet the internet is the thing that makes it hard to be like if it wasn't for the internet whatsoever in that in that movie 
I, I honestly believe that this movie would have taken place in the 80s because yeah. of VHS. There's no right. way in the 70s. When we when we meet Uncle Rico coming up, you could be like, oh, it's a fucking 70s movie. But it's there's VHS. There's vi- camcorders and shit. So I'm like, yeah. it's 80s. But then you got the only thing is, is the internet. So, yeah. But she flies over a fucking hill that she clearly sees coming up. She doesn't. She just like it shows her looking straight. The hill's coming. And then she it cuts to her I face again. I guess because again. of her age, our our bones are more frail, honey. I'm still recovering from just a dry running. <laughs> I'm still recovering a month later from just running in the yard with our son. Just running. I didn't fall. Didn't trip. Didn't roll my ankle. Didn't fall on my knee. Just running. Just running in the yard with him. And I and my knee got hurt. I got I messed you, up. I thought your knee got messed up just from driving home from Vegas. No dummy. <laughs> After that drive from Vegas, yeah. you came home and opted not to join your family on a birthday party. So I went by myself to watch the kids. So I was running around chasing Remy because oh, he yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end of the night, after having chased him Wait, around. Wait, that was a, one of my family's parties? I didn't say your family's oh. parties. I said a birthday party. Well, I, I had a five-hour drive home. I was on that drive, too. <laughs> yeah, sitting there napping. <laughs> oh, I didn't nap the whole time. Yeah, but you got to rest. <laughs> well, regardless, I went to go take our kids out to make up for the fact that they didn't get to see us. And just running around in the yard, I hurt my knee. Yeah. And I was limping for two weeks. So that means you're going to be out to be in the hospital and we're going to have to find somebody to come watch. Come the and cook our kids some steak. <laughs> Which he makes himself a steak. And I got to admit. That that steak on the plate looks fucking no, it amazing. Doesn't. Yes, it it's does. Gross. <laughs> I know it looks. He's literally sopping and he's up. He's so committed to his craft because the John Greer Greers, he's a, uh, a vegetarian. He is. You can see him in the scene where he after he hits Napoleon in the face with the steak. Yeah. And he's walking back to Kip. You see him spit the steak into his hand and throw it on the plate. I didn't know that. I didn't catch that. I didn't pay attention. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, fucking Uncle Rico. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're introduced into, to Uncle Rico. And then that's when he's talking like, and, you know, and this is where we find out, too, that Kip is 32 years old. Yes. I wrote that down, too. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. So, Kip is 32. Napoleon, we're going to presume he's a senior. So, if he's a senior, he's at least 17. Yeah. 17. So, 17 and 17 is 34, which means Kip was, what, 35? I mean, 15? Yeah. He was 15 when Napoleon was born? Where are their parents? Yeah. There's no mention of mom. There's no, none. Like, at all. Maybe they both died at the dunes and now grandma watches them. <laughs> and <laughs> grandma's next. They have no other family. Yeah. They have, yeah, what, what, what the fuck? There's I no, figured, there's not even a family photo anywhere that shows. I totally shows. figured that there, that Napoleon like is pretty much like a latchkey kid. He comes home and he makes himself quesadillas. Yeah. If there's like no the grandma's one of those that's like, I gotta watch you kids, but like, fuck I'm, it. I'm your legal guardian. It is but what it is. I'm gonna do whatever I want. Yeah. Because even when she, when he asked her about what are we gonna do for dinner. She's just like, get off my sack. Like fucking eat a quesadilla. Like she didn't but say you know it like what? that. In but you know fairness. She's an she's an elderly lady. She's supposed to be living her golden years. Yeah, so she has retired. She's like she I, I raised retired. my kids. 
I'm gonna, you know, that's literally what she, it is. She's she's an older lady. She already has her 32 year old good for nothing grandson <laughs> living Who's with her. Who's all on the fucking internet the whole time, <laughs> using up them minutes. <laughs> so it's like she, it's her turn to live her life. And Napoleon isn't a baby. He's 17. He can make himself his own freaking food. Yeah, but I guess it's more he doesn't have the money to go out and get it. In which, based on his age, he should be out there having a fucking job already. Did you have a job at his age? Yeah. I, my junior year in high school, I started working at Taco Bell. Oh, I worked at Quiznos. And I feel like we've talked about this before. Probably. <laughs> and we both love fast food. So. <laughs> yeah. I love Taco Bell. <laughs> okay. So back to school. Tots. Yes. No. But not back to school. You're jumping too far ahead. So with Uncle Rico, he, he comes and explains what happened to Grandma. And the he's like, hey, you guys want to watch my cha- my tape? And it's just like, okay, like, what the fuck? Like, why is he feel like, I don't understand what's the purpose of him filming Himself throwing the football. throwing footballs. Like, I don't get that. I understand <sighs> living the past, him being all about that moment in history of wanting to live in the past. But I don't get what filming he helps so him. He's old. Yeah. And I wonder, like, did he play college in high school? Did college. Did he play football? in college <laughs> did he play football in high school it was high school and so, I, I i i know what well, he year. looks like he, he he graduated high school a long yeah. time ago <laughs> well i know what year he graduated and high school. we know it's not the 80s because he says if it, it uh that she uh deb's just jealous she says i'm too stuck in 82 and he's old as fuck but i the only reason i thought what year he may have graduated or what i thought maybe it was college because he said 82 okay and he's older than no because okay maybe it was college because the only reason the big game that he didn't get to play the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. when they use that time machine before when napoleon and kip are about to use it it shows already it's set to the date 1984 he wants to go back he used it beforehand because we're like, oh, this thing is broken. It doesn't work or whatever. And he's like, I could have told you that. Well, he used it beforehand. It was already set to 1984. So he wants to go back to 1984. Why night and why 84? Is that the is that the day of the big game where he's going to go and try to play the last inning or whatever in the inning, the quarter? Because I swear he said 82. No, no, no. He said 82. Okay. But the time, the, the time machine. Like, why would you want to go back two years after you... Your missed opportunity. Yeah. I mean, it could have been actually just a fucked up continuity error or there's something going on that was more valuable in 84. Or Napoleon, follow me, or Napoleon was the one who wanted to go to 84 because he wanted to prevent his birth because he hates his life and he's depressed. (laughs) I mean, maybe. (laughs) Or he's going back to save his parents from dying. Yeah, that's true. And then see, yeah, oh shit. That fucking makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then it's just like, and why wasn't he played in the fourth quarter? What what happened? It doesn't matter. I, I care because it's like, that's his whole life. That's all he fucking, his life. He, he's one of these people who peaked in high school. Yeah. He can't let it go. But he, he's the kind of people who shows up to high school reunions. Look, the mo- one of the most famous moments is from On the Waterfront. Marlon Brando, that scene where he talks about where I could have been a contender. That that moment where he talks about like he's like that was Marlon Brando. Yeah. Who said that? Yeah. I thought that was that was uh, De Niro in Raging Bull. No, it, it's from On the Waterfront. 
And he's, he, you know, he grew. He, Are you sure? Yes, 100%. Does De Niro say it too? I don't know. In Raging Bull? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it is from On the Waterfront. And that's the thing. Like, he, he talks about, I, I could have. I could have yeah. been a contender because he he had the chops to be a fucking prize fighter and and yeah it could have been a contender so it's like you you go back and and based on what your life becomes you could go back and and just hate where you're at because like fuck if I just had this opportunity and that's Uncle Rico this whole movie he's stuck in the past because he constantly keeps bringing it up and he taught and he and and that's the thing he says my life would have been different if I was playing if I was played the fourth quarter that means. Was he playing the rest of the quarters? And at one point, maybe the coach saw he he was fucking up too much. His arm was already getting sore or tired. So he took him out of the game. And he didn't play him the fourth quarter. So clearly, he he isn't the, the, the good player he was. Because it's like, if he was doing well, the coach would have never taken him out. So there had to be a reason. I don't know. It's just It always made me wonder why he didn't get to play the fourth quarter. I didn't. I never wondered <laughs> it. Not once. No. How do you play nope. tetherball? What's the purpose of tetherball? How, what's the rules in that? Because no, Napoleon's all about tetherball. Because that's the first time we're introduced. It's just a quick scene where he's playing tetherball. So he plays tetherball. Tetherball comes up multiple times during the movie. Yeah, but this is the first time we see playing, him playing it. He likes playing tetherball. Um, you've never played tetherball? No, uh, no, I I just <laughs> do it when you sense. smack it. That that makes sense. That checks out. That you would not play tetherball. Yeah. Well, I don't even because you don't like pain, and tetherball. It is a painful game. Even when you're playing it right, it is yeah. a painful game. That ball is, is is hard as hell, and you're either punching or blocking, and either way, it hurts. You're going to have bruises. You're going to develop calluses. Like You're going to develop strong hands playing tetherball. We used to have a tetherball in our house, and we would go through them because we played we played hardcore. We were very extremely competitive. Myself, my cousins, my my dad, we all played. But see, I've never seen it played. That's the thing. Throughout my school years. Tetherball was the biggest game when we were kids. Like there was like a huge okay. line. Excuse from uh, like, are you talking about in school or at home? Don't say at home. Both. We okay, had one at home, but we played it in school. They had, they had them at school. Because that's where we school, discovered it was at school. But and no one really ever played it. My dad got us it, one for home. Except for the way Napoleon plays it, where you're just smacking it around because you're just bored or whatever or just having you know but no one ever played it where like is it supposed to be two people three people it is what two is it people it is only ever two people okay and it's in uh there's like a uh, parameter of perimeter of like a circle perimeter that's uh painted on the floor uh like a pizza and it's it's also divided in half and you're supposed to stay on your half they're supposed to stay on their half you're not supposed to step over that line and depending on who you play tetherball with everyone had different rules kind of like with uno depending on yeah. whose household you're playing uno in some people you know will let you put a draw two on top of a draw four and the next person has to draw six other people it's like no you draw the top draw two the next person has to draw two doesn't matter everybody has like a little bit of different rules so when i played it in school like um they would allow something called like popcorn where you weren't allowed to hold the ball but you could bounce it in your hands but you could only do it like three times in a row and it would be called a popcorn. But you had to yell it when you did it. You couldn't just do it because it would it would be considered like a penalty and the other person would be allowed to grab the ball and serve it, which would give them an advantage. 
So it's like all these kids would develop their own rules. And one common rule is you, or for the most part, is you're not allowed to touch the rope. Some kids, I, and I, didn't, wouldn't, I didn't like playing with these kids, were the ones that they would allow them, they would allow themselves to grab the ball by the rope and swing it using the rope. I wouldn't play with those kids. I'm like, no, that's not how you play. You touch the rope, you're out. You touch the ball only. Mm. Like, we took this game so freaking serious. Like, we fell in love with it at school. It was the most popular game on the playground. Yeah. It would have lines that would, like, there were kids who wouldn't even get a chance to play because it was so competitive. The way it was, it's like whoever lost had to get out and get back in line, and then the next person plays the champion. And it just kept going like that. And I never played it at school because there were bigger kids than you at school. And because that game is very dangerous and you would get hit in the head and in the face a lot. I mean, that you get you could easily get a, a broken nose, bloody nose, busted lip, black eye. Like the way we played, you could get hurt easy if you're not protecting your face like a damn boxer. So I wouldn't play it at school for the risk of me getting hurt and not wanting anyone to see me cry. So I only ever played it at home. Yeah. Yeah, I never saw it played at school. Yeah, no, the way they play it was super weak sauce. Well, it seemed like he was the only one playing it. <laughs> well, at the very end, he Deb plays with him too. Oh yeah, and well, she and gets she in the gets face. In the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Tina, you fat lard, come get some dinner. The infamous tater tot scene. Um, I love tater tots personally. They're one of my favorites, and I think one of the only places you could get them at is Sonic's. Yeah. Which, they're open late. I mean, we could literally we go could get literally go right get now. It's a tater tot. Right now, after this. So, they're in the cafeteria, and Napoleon asks Pedro if he's his tots. I'm sorry, I'm looking up Sonic's right now. He's like, uh, no, he asked him for his tots and Pedro agrees to let him have his tots. He's like, are you going to eat your tots? Yeah. No, you can have them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they close at 2 a.m. I told you, they're open late. I know. (laughs) I need water. Are you going to eat your tots? No. Can I have them? So he he gives him his tots and Napoleon puts them in his pants because <laughs> he has this like really awesome sweatpants with a protruding <laughs> pants pocket as if he wears these intentionally on tater tot day <laughs> it's like what if he wasn't wearing these pants where would he where in would his pocket yeah <laughs> and his, his pants they're like fucking joey butafuco baggy pants they're like the the mc hammer pants yeah not necessarily they because they, they, there's they're they're like sweatpants they're cinched and they're like big and they're they like were a crazy huge print. in the late 80s early 90s because when mc hammer had his pants these were these pants harem they, pants I think yeah, and Har- harem, harem. they were like they're tight in where the 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 ankles they're are cinched at the ankle. Yeah, and and they were really <laughs> baggy. They had and I I wore those a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I I wanted baggy <laughs> pants, and instead of buying me baggy pants like my friends that were just baggy jeans, these were the pants my mom bought me. <laughs> what could I do? I couldn't say no, so I just got stuck. I'm like, oh, I want baggy pants, so I wore these. But I meant like baggy pants like my friends. They were jeans. They were baggy jeans. Nope. I got these pants. And my dad wore them too. You, you, you can't win. You, nope. Your dad still wears them. He does. 
after he stuffs his pocket full of tots, he walks over to Deb, who is the messiest sandwich eater, and oh. somehow <laughs> manages to get See entire that girl over there? <laughs> hunks of bread stuck to her face while she's eating. <laughs> and, and she's a, eating by herself. No she's friends. Eating by, yeah. It's because That's they a- don't like her crafts or her side <laughs> her side ponytail. She's eccentric. She's trying to be like eccentric. artsy, eccentric. She's artsy, right? She's trying to or be. Or maybe she's just too mature for all these childish high schoolers. Yeah, because Deb's a woman. She has no parents. She's raising herself. Oh, what the fuck? Where are their parents in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Children of the Corn are running. The Seriously, town. right? So he goes up to her, approaches her, tells her like the whole, you know, 1%. You could drink whole if you wanted to. He's like, do you think because you're fat? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Which is a really good pickup line. I think if I, like. I see you're drinking 1%. Is that because you think you're fat? Because you're not. You could be drinking whole if you wanted to. Well, I have all your equipment in my locker. should probably come get it because I can't fit my nunchucks in there anymore. If I were ever on the dating scene again, I would use these lines. And if he didn't find it funny, I'd be like, okay, we're done. done. Like, I never want to speak to you ever again. This is obviously (laughs) somebody I do not need to build a future with (laughs) if he didn't find this funny. (laughs) I wondered, like, why she didn't feel these giant sandwich pieces. Because it wasn't crumbs. It was literally, like, little perfectly square pieces of sandwich smacked on her face. (laughs) First, it was on the top part of her face, like by the top lip. And then on the next scene, it's on the bottom. And it's an even bigger piece. I'm like, how? How did that perfectly little square piece of bread get stuck on her damn face? And Napoleon doesn't say anything. He doesn't. He's not a good friend. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is a good pickup line. Because he's telling her, you know, you're not fat. You look pretty good. (laughs) It is. (laughs) I think it is. Hey, that's a good line. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> when I die, feel free to use that line. <laughs> I'll use it tomorrow. I don't need your permission. <laughs> <laughs> so Napoleon's back in class and he's unzipping his pants and now he's going to eat these pots. <laughs> Fix that. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? He's unzipping his pants. <laughs> he's in class and unzipping his pants. Like, wait, what? <laughs> His side pocket with the top. Yeah, he's unzipping his pocket. He's, he's unzipping the tots pocket. <laughs> I have. I don't know if you've had cafeteria tots recently. I literally they thought you were going to. They are not crispy. I they thought you were going to ask me if I've ever done that too. No. <laughs> I, was, I was so like, what the fuck? Is she about to tell me that she would do that in school too? No. <laughs> that these are like the world's crispiest tots. Oh, I know. Because I've. I I wouldn't say it's but it was too recent that I used to sub and when I would sub sometimes you know you get to eat with the kids and cafeteria tots were garbage they, they never don't were good deep fry them they're like fall apart on your plate half the time they're bland yeah it's like obviously like these they're are never a crispy better, because they can't deep fry them but maybe back in the early nineties they deep fried you're them? trying to figure out. <laughs> You're like early night. These are the world's crispiest tots. Yeah. And the stupid bully asked him for a tot. They're always cold too sometimes. Stupid bully asked him for a tot. And Napoleon tells him, no, I'm freaking starved. I haven't ate anything today. (laughs) And the freaking bully uh, smashes them with his foot. So now nobody gets tots. Napoleon, give me some of your tots. No, go find your own. 
Come on, give me some of your tots. No, I'm freaking starved. I didn't get to eat anything today. Gross! Freaking idiot! But why would the bullet even want fucking his tots from I his wrote pocket? That down. Like, why would you eat something out of someone else's pocket? He's like, hey, give me some of your tots. Like, when that is like some that is some crazy homeless. And this behavior. is going back to the very beginning of this episode. How I re- re- referred to how this episode is such a family episode. The other day, my wife decided to make tots. <laughs> we we had like think like hot dogs and tots for 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 dinner, and I know yeah. that sounds really sad. <laughs> no, they but were good. I, they I, they were bacon wrapped hot dogs, yes. all beef, bun length, and then I butter toasted our buns, and I made some grilled onions. <laughs> we we made I, them nice. I love how you need to explain just in case. I like, look, I didn't make. Why I served hot dogs to this family <laughs> and tater tots. <laughs> and tater tots, because we love tots. We do. <laughs> So they the were moment crispy. finally arrived where I get to use this in real life. And I had to, because Owen originally didn't want tots. Yeah. When I told him, like, honey, I'm going to put some tots in the oven. Do you want some? I was like, no, I don't want any. Yeah. It's like, okay, so I'm eating tots. And while I'm eating, Owen's like, hey, mom, can I have some of your tots? Can you have some of the tots? I'm like, no, I'm freaking starved. I haven't eaten anything today. And so you were dying laughing. And Owen's just staring, like, turning his head from you to me. And he's like, I don't know where this is from, but I know it's from a movie. And I don't know this reference. And I'm just dying laughing. <laughs> you know, no, get some of your own. <laughs> it was oh, such a shit. special moment. And that's why it's like we love this film. That's why. <laughs> uh, from lines like that when you finally get. Th- but there is. We'll get to this later. Hey, wait, wait. When did I watch that? In 2004 yeah. to 2003. It took me almost 20 years to use that line. 2003. 2023 yes there you go <laughs> it did you travel back in time <laughs> uncle rico over here <laughs> it took me almost 20 years but i finally got to use the line <laughs> there's another people don't forget yeah. <laughs> people don't forget <laughs> but there's a mess in his pocket from tater tots oh my gosh his I grandma swear to must God. be so mad doing their laundry and like all the random shit she finds in his imagine like how do you go do our laundry and you're like is there like smashed potato in your pocket like oh yeah it was my snack like why is it in your pocket but it's a fucking genius move right if you where because he's eating like if if they weren't lined with like aluminum he didn't put him in a ziploc bag and then in the pocket which is still batshit crazy but at least it's more sanitary (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I guess it's not that smart. So, though I hate you because now I'm fucking craving tater, tater tots. tots. <laughs> <laughs> so Pedro, he's new to the, he's new to the school. Yeah, and there's a school dance coming up. So this is an actual event that's going to take place in the school, and he, it, I mean, he's playing the numbers game. He's smart. He asks more than one person. Yeah, he builds a he says build a, i'm gonna build a cake for summer wheatley played by none other than Haley duff hillary duff's older sister yeah which for me was like 
wait, is that not, no? That's not her. Why would she be in this movie? Yeah, like there's nobody <clears throat> famous in this movie. Why would Haley Duff be in this movie? Like I, I like I I didn't believe it was her until like I I like looked it up and like yeah. confirmed. That, Why like, do you keep touching your boobs? Because <laughs> they're sweaty. <laughs> like watching my wife and it's i'm like here, getting turned so on adjusting. so she keeps touching her boobs and i'm just like i'm uh, are we supposed to stop recording right we're, now like <laughs> women all, all, all we every every woman does this when you're wearing pajamas and you're not wearing a bra and your titties start getting sweaty you do the thing where you tuck the pajama underneath the boob to catch the sweat <laughs> So that's what I, that's what I'm doing. I'm just adjusting my I'm pajamas. Just, all I'm seeing is my wife fondling herself. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, like, should I pause the podcast for a bit? Like, you know what's gonna go on? Like, Stupid. is this a sign? This is not a sign. <laughs> this is not your sign. Okay, Jeff Foxworthy, calm your tits. But Jeff Foxworthy, I don't get that. Did you never watch blue collar comedy? I never that seen was that his, one. That was his thing. Like he'd be like, "There's your sign." No, no. I just the only uh, comedy album I ever listened like, to. Him, if, if you might be a redneck, if blah, blah 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 blah. But then, like his other thing, he would say is, "There's your sign." Wait, was that <laughs> was that the, the other guy? <laughs> you know what? I think that was the other guy. <laughs> Something Engvall. <laughs> Bill Engvall. Is that where where what's her name? Katniss came from. Her his show. What's her name? Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. Cause she would he played his, her daughter his daughter he played her daughter whatever wow. <laughs> the, that's why I couldn't figure what the term but yeah he Bill she, uh, you know I I think it was Bill that was his he had like a thing. show on TBS or something no I remember that and she was the daughter and then she blew up and okay so wrong wrong so comic said same that. special <laughs> no I've never seen the blue collar comedy I loved it that's why I fell in love with Ron White so just like how you say fucking in in high school I dated a white girl. And she let me borrow a, a cassette of Jeff Foxworthy, one of his specials. Yes. In 98. And so I don't know how old it was. It must have been that year. And I thought it was hilarious. And I remember playing it He's for everybody. It was so funny. And it was funny. It was it is hilarious. Funny. Yeah. I, I love the blue collar comedy special. But that's I never where, saw that one. That's where I fell in love with Ron White. I freaking love That Ron was at White. that time, too. Because I, when I was going to LACC, um, I remember seeing the ads in the LA Weekly. You know he doesn't drink anymore? Who? Ron White. Oh, he doesn't? Nope. My parents saw him in Vegas, and they, they said that, oh, he's really funny. And he my is. dad mentioned that he was holding the drink. But that was long it's ago. It's water now. He oh, still holds, like, like a that's glass. His, it's like George Burns with the, the cigar. Yes. It's his, ca- his And now I think but. there's, like, a brand of some sort of liquor that he promotes and sells. Like, it's his liquor, I guess, you know, like yeah. the Rock has Terramana. Ron White also has, I think it's also, it might also be tequila. I'm not, I'm mm. not entirely 100% sure. Don't quote me on that. I mean, it probably but, based his age. Like, he, hey, you yeah, can't yeah, do he had, he had to stop like, drinking. knock it off. He like, had to stop drinking, so he doesn't drink told anymore. Because I work with, like, much older people, I'm constantly hearing them calling, getting a visit. Like, they go to the doctors and, like, oh, I can't have any more sweets anymore or I can't do this. How was your colonoscopy last weekend? He was literally on the phone, my coworker, talking about his prostate and all this stuff. I was like, well, I'm going to get there at some point. But, yeah, so fucking I hear that all the time. But, no, I never saw Blue Comet. Why did we bring up Blue Comet? Oh, it's your sign. Was that (laughs) in Napoleon? No. No, that was us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Haley so, Duff though she's in yes, this Haley Duff is in this um, yeah 
And Pedro said he was gonna build her a cake, and that cake he dropped, at, he like left at her door. Which <laughs> one? What person would bring in a cake that's completely uncovered and just sitting at the door? <laughs> we would never. We would take that cake and put it straight into the dumpster. I remember one time the neighbors gave us a covered pie, and we still threw it in the trash because <laughs> we don't trust our neighbors. Right here. Yes, you remember oh, when yes, they gave the- us a giant Costco pie, oh, and the- we're like, thanks. Yeah. And then you just like. When they weren't looking, you went and threw it in the dumpster. Yeah, because it's like as much as I love pumpkin pie, I was like, oh. I don't know you like that. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we would not have accepted Watch summer's fans cake. and they listen. They're like, what the fuck? Highly unlikely. Highly <laughs> unlikely. They are not our demographic. <laughs> Haley Duff. Okay. So that, but one hundred percent, that was not a, a homemade cake. That totally looked like the grocery store yeah. cake. Even though Haley said no. He didn't. He he played the numbers game, and he also asked Deb, and Deb said yes. Oh shit! <clears throat> but we don't find that out yet. After he they drop off the cake, does Pedro, a nice little run. <laughs> he is dropping off Napoleon at his <laughs> house, and I wonder how many takes it took yeah. before Rico successfully landed the stake right across Napoleon's <laughs> face. I would love to see a blooper reel of them just trying to land the shot. See, and it, it hits him in the face pretty it hard. Does. Knocks his glasses off and everything. Watch this. Uh, what the heck are you doing? That's what I'm talking about. So it was like, I wanted to know how heavy that steak was or was it an actual steak it or looked what like did it was they at use? least eight ounce steak an eight ounce steak <laughs> and it sucks because he doesn't throw his steak he throws he kip <laughs> kip is mid slicing watch this and steals it from me <laughs> that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie and it goes to show he's a good throw he could fucking throw he again has we don't know how many takes that took <laughs> Because, I mean, he, he could have that stay clear across the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because he kind of has that look when he's like, man, yeah, I could, if I could just go back in time. Like, he has this sad yeah. look where it's just like he hates his life. He really does. only... Cause, I mean, he's practically homeless. His girlfriend kicked him out because he's yeah. a deadbeat loser, con man. Yeah. And he's like stuck on the past and hates his mediocre life. And she's like, she was done. And he films himself throwing he a films football. Himself throwing footballs, <laughs> football porn. <laughs> it's just sad. Like, does he watch this later on and be like, yeah. You know, like the other day I had a conversation with a coworker where I was asking her, like, what are some things that as an adult you realized weren't normal or like were Pavo traits or Pavo is an abbreviation for poverty traits. So relating to this movie, Uncle Rico drives this van that says Santana on the side. Yeah. I don't know what kind of van this is, but when I was little... I had an aunt who had a similar style van and inside her van, it had little cupboards and little curtains and it was like lined with carpet and it had a little sink. And I thought it was the most amazing thing. I thought she was so rich because she had this van and I would, and I, I was like five and I was like, man, when I grow up, I'm going to get a good job. I'm going to make a lot of my money and I'm going to get me one of these vans. 
Because I thought this van was the epitome of wealth. (laughs) Like you could live in here. (laughs) I wish I could live in my van. (laughs) One of my aunts, like I guess it was my uncle actually, had a van like that too. That had like you would you know open it. It was like the shag carpet. It had the nice bench in the back, but it also had another seat kind of there and it looked fancy the yeah it also had like a little sink and shit (laughs) that was the the bee's knees i was like (laughs) as a kid i was like wow this is fancy and yeah i just literally typed up santana van and they're uncle rico vans a lot of them are the color that are on sale of uncle rico's van a lot you know what a lot of people customized their van to look like Uncle Rico's van. That's hilarious. That's the thing. It became just like the Didn't 18 van. Did they buy that van from a local? I don't know. It wasn't you who told me that? Because I feel like I've had in-depth discussions about this movie with people. You know, there's stuff that like when I listen to my old episodes of the podcast. I think they were intentionally looking for like a vehicle that like would be something that Uncle Rico would like be living in. And I remember someone telling me that, like, yeah, they bought that from someone who lived in that town. Well, see, that's the thing. When there's things that, like, when I listen to old podcasts and I give all this info about movies, mm-hmm. I don't even remember it. And it's me saying it, listening to it. I was like, fuck, I don't even remember that. So, so there, there's stuff like that I just forget. Me. Yeah, because it's like, unlike before. It's too much information to hold in that, in that tiny head. Yeah. And, and then plus, it's like, I don't really talk to people anymore. So it's like before I I knew all this shit because it's like I would constantly be I don't know it's just weird that I don't remember any of it anymore. <laughs> well, the one thing that I am because I'm trying to quickly search to see if there's information about that, and the one thing is that the food in the beginning we talked about this, yes. but every dish is something someone eats in the movie at some point. Yeah, that makes. When did they eat the burger? I don't know. I would have remembered that. Unless that was removed because it mm. it does say wait, wait. At any point I aren't they're always at they a burger eat the stand. Corn dog. I don't remember Deb is eating the peanut butter and jelly. I don't recall anybody seeing the Well, Rico at one point they go twice Rico's back eating to that place. onion rings. Yeah. But and then they go back another time. Shakes. Another time, yeah. And then he's him and LaFonda are going to go have prime rib. Yeah. They eat steak a lot. Deb has the peanut butter and jelly. I don't see anybody Nobody eating eat a, burger. a burger. That's what it says here about that. But hmm. yeah. Interesting. Every dish shown during the opening credits is eaten by a character later in the film. The dishes presented in the opening credits were the work of three people who present who present them. You know, there's people that are hired on films whose only job is to have the food, to do the food. Like do- the catering? Yeah, kind they, they of, have but catering. It's not foods that they eat. It's just like for the for the scene. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I, I thought remember, you meant like when they have like no, when no, they no, call not break craft services. Yeah, because no, I'm like, of course no, no, they no, always no. have food. It's, it's a food that's in the movies. Oh, because I remember like watching this thing about how like they had this huge like food budget for Midsummer because it was filmed in the summer, filmed in the summer, and there was so and so like they had like all kinds of like cream based and like dairy dishes, so they had to constantly be re- replenishing and like putting fresh ones out because yeah. they, with all the reshoots and extended like takes and everything and the food would go bad and the people are having to like take samples anyways <laughs> yeah well it's, it's, i mean well okay so going like 
sticking to the food thing just real quick how would you feel if you're the person they're like okay you know you made the food and you're you're you know i talked about my mom doing that shit in the video and it's your hands and then afterwards the studio is like yeah we got to reshoot that i don't like those hands because <laughs> that's what happened <laughs> what <laughs> yeah the opening title sequence was partially reshot due to some of the executives at fox Searchlight not liking the look of the actor's hands who placed the food onto the shot they <laughs> flew out a hand model to reshoot some of the shots for the director <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> I thought they were I thought they were John Heater's hands. They look like they would have been his hands. I would believe you just told me they were. Oh. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, no, there was just uh, a. Yeah. Well, like I mentioned earlier, Uncle Rico's also you know he's also a hustler. I I know I called him a con man. Maybe he's not a con man, but. Either way, at some point, somehow he got a hold of like Tupperware. Yeah, and I know Tupperware is a sponsored, trademarked brand. Oh, the but, Tupperware. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, food storage containers is so long to say. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets a hold of like some food storage containers, yeah. and he starts giving this like um, you know money plot you know scheme with with kip and napoleon walks in and he's like hey kip we should take this somewhere else like somewhere more private how is a bowling alley more private (laughs) than in their home where napoleon was literally just passing by he's gonna go to his room he's not paying attention to anything they're talking about why would it be a better idea to talk about this scheme in a bowling alley <laughs> what i love is that when they're gonna before they go to the bowling alley they like are like all secretive because they look at napoleon and kip gives this look like yeah we should <laughs> kip thinks rico's cool yeah he does because remember kip is kind of a loser he's 32 32 year old with no job and an online relationship with a woman he's never met See, but he's like and only owns beige socks <laughs> i love though when he's, he's like saying are we gonna get back because i have a chat room meeting at four o'clock <laughs> He's like, how long is that going to be? It's like, I don't know. Sometimes they go on like two, three hours. Grandma gets really mad at me sometimes. He's like, are you paying by minute? He's like, yeah, it's by minute. I'm like, holy shit. Because it's like, if he's going to, oh my, like, how huge is that bill? And I do remember where like the early days of the AOL with the discs, uh-huh. they gave you like 400 free, uh, 400 hours or 400 minutes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Wow! See that that feels like that's nineties. It does because that that two thousands got did away with that bullshit. But the nineties, like so, that has to be it has to be a nineties film. Also, too, just just because you you brought this up, uh, Uncle Rico was not a vegetarian, despite the claims. Whether he is what? wiping his mouth, he is spitting out the steak because he does just does not eat red meat in real life. Oh. That's it, but he's he is not he's not that's that's just a claim about the red the vegetarian. <gasps> I'm a liar. The scene where Uncle Rico hits Napoleon in the face took how many takes you think? Three. Four. I was close. So you're close. So it was four takes. But yes, I want to see the other scene. The other takes. <laughs> <laughs> what if he hit him on the first, but like, you know what? Let's just try it a couple more times. In case we get a better take. Now I know you love Diedrich Bader. I, I know do. you love him. Oh, yeah. How would you have felt if it were Jack Black? Because he almost played Rex Quando. No. No? Yeah. I love Jack Black, but n- no. That alpha energy, like, you know, like overcompensating, he did it so 
perfectly and so well. And the voice he uses. Yes. That's the thing. I think that makes that character is that stupid voice and how like prideful he is and how the the you ego. You think anyone wants a roundhouse kick to the face while I'm wearing these bad boys? <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> yeah, I've used that in real life. <laughs> go to get their IDs taken with Deb because yeah. they need something that's going to make them look official because gold bracelets isn't enough. Apparently. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> such a stupid idea. <laughs> stupid kid. <laughs> so they go to Deb because she's the only photographer in town apparently. Yeah. And she has a million jobs and like I don't know, self-supporting herself because again, she's an orphan. We've established. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, if if someone came up to you, and they're like, oh, this is look look at my business, look at my name tag, like I'm an official business guy, and in his ID picture, it is pink with stars, and he's got like the duck. I think Uncle Rico invented the duck face, <laughs> and he's got his lips perched like you would not take that man seriously. <laughs> Like, what are you in the business of selling? Like, I get what Deb, because she's young. She's an artist. And she's, yeah. But what makes it worse is that freaking Kip, like, basically says, like, that, like, is the best shot ever. Like, so it it gives that. I feel really good about this. It's like, uh, and he's like, uh, she's like, yeah, I think that's going to be a good one. It's like. Uh, what does he say? Like heck, yes, it is. Or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. But he be, just reaffirms it's a it great strokes shot. his ego. Yes. Like oh shit. So that's why he goes with it because now he has an audience telling him this is amazing, and yes. he needs. He that. has Rico Kip is Rico's yes man. <laughs> yes. But here's another thing. Like because he's his yes man, and Rico looks up to him. When it's Kip's turn to take a picture, he asks Deb, "Do you have like a vest or something I can yeah. borrow?" Because Rico's wearing a vest in his yes, picture. He does. Why would he just borrow Rico? <laughs> and I want to see his picture. I wish we would have saw that. I scene. wish we could have seen the outcome of that too. Turn your head on more of a slant. Now, make a fist. Slowly ease it up underneath your chin. This is looking really good. You can say that again. Okay, hold still right there. Now, just imagine you're weightless. You're in the middle of the ocean, surrounded by tiny little seahorses. That was the one. That's gonna come out really nice. Huh. You did it? Wow. Wow, I felt really relaxed. Thanks, Deb. You're up, Kip. Is there some kind of vest that I can wear? So, um, there's the 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 topic of skills comes up a couple times. Yes. Pedro's gonna run for president, and when he's filling out his form, it asks about his skills. Um, but earlier in the film, Napoleon also talks about like his com- his, his like, computer hacking skills, bow hunting skills. Yeah, only like guys who has great skills. I got to use that in real life <laughs> because Ow. this was like back in. Um, I see my nephew is 15 and this was around the time he was born. So basically like 15 years ago, my brother was filling out a job application <laughs> And he never felt one out before. <laughs> and he's like, what do I put down for skills? I don't know what the, I don't know what to put down. I'm like, well, you can put computer skills, computer hacking skills, bow hunting skills, <laughs> numbjack skills. <laughs> like employees only employers only want employees who have great skills. 
<laughs> what did, I, did he write? He just laughed. <laughs> he knew where I was where I was going. <laughs> oh shit! Um, but one of Napoleon's skills is he's an amazing artist, <laughs> and yeah. because now uh, that Pedro's taking Deb, he's running out of options. So he decides to. It ask Trisha, a friend of Summer Wheatley, yeah, uh, Haley Duff, and his gift to her because he can't make her a ca- he can't make her a cake. He's gonna draw her portrait. My son Owen j- did a portrait of me <laughs> unintentionally in the same style <laughs> as Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> and I asked him because there was like peculiar shading and i'm like baby what is what is this supposed to be and he's like that's your hairline it's like oh thank you okay <laughs> it looks like there's branches in my hair or something and you made your your face you almost look like a witch <laughs> I, it's so bad and i know santos is gonna share that picture <laughs> and and like santos was just like oh my god oh and that's so great i'm like it's so great you should make one of santos too yeah he, he never did one. it though no he didn't because he doesn't love you like he loves me i'm the favorite <laughs> uncle rico is one heck of a salesman yes he's in a couple's home i, I have so many questions <laughs> yes There's so many questions so he's in this couple's home before i get to my questions and he pulls out this miniature sailboat to entice (laughs) this couple to buy this like 24 piece set of nylon fiber woven bowls. Okay. (laughs) The sense you're running the crap away. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, we, we've established that in this film that Kip is the one using the car. Uncle Rico said he sells better on foot anyways. Yeah. So, So if he's, how many boxes could he carry when he's going door to door? And if he sells it, does he have to walk all the way back to the house, grab another box and then keep going? And is he carrying a second box with a miniature sailboat? <laughs> or, and it's um, like, where did he get the miniature sailboat? Unless he's just stealing shit from Napoleon's house that he thinks they won't notice. <laughs> to entice people to buy these bowls. And in every scene where he's demoing these damn bowls, at no point do the bowls have lids. <laughs> and do you notice how the, the amount of bowls on the freaking... 24 and the 36 piece? They always change. It's always carrying a different box. Yeah. 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 He, he sells two sets. The 24 piece <laughs> and the 36 yeah. piece. Uh, no lie. I've honestly thought about this. And I'm like, I honestly think he goes in with it. He shows it. He gets their information, and we'll be sending you a, f- a, f- a fresh bow. This is the demo, but we're going to give you a new bow. Because I've thought about it, because it made I, I, the exact question you had. It's like, that if he sells As it. someone who used to be a door-to-door salesman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have the product on you you need to you need to leave the people with the product because if you walk out of that house and you don't have the product they're gonna get buyer's remorse yeah and the moment you come back with the product they'll be like you know what i had a change of heart i don't want it anymore you so you gotta leave them with the product so then he leaves it and he rushes home and gets another box I, I don't maybe he doesn't have a cell phone he can't call kip with the van and be like hey come drop me off a box they said yes and, and it's funny because like this this moment the way it plays out it it I, the very first time i saw this movie it made me feel one way 
And then when I saw what happened, because you expect one thing to happen, but instead it takes you to left field and you're like, oh, shit. Because it's like when he talks about, yeah, this isn't your run of the mill crap. And if you purchase this 24 set, I'm going to throw this in. And when he pulls out that boat, I la- I start laughing the very first time. I started laughing because I'm thinking they're going to look We like- would have been like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, <laughs> you would see the wife say, like, kind of motion to the husband be like, I want that. <laughs> and he's like, okay, okay. Like, I, I'm going to try to, you know, <laughs> make a deal here. And I love it because it's so, like. So, so you're saying if we buy the 24 piece set, yeah. you'll throw in the miniature sailboat? He's like, you got that? And then, and then you've done this to me. <laughs> I'll hand him something. Like, you look like a strong young pup. <laughs> Why don't you try to give this a tear? <laughs> so that's another moment. But I love that there's moments where, like, my wife will send me a video. You, you. Like, That's something I want. Yeah, you or, or or I'll send you something and we responded with that gift. I want that. <laughs> now, if you invest in a 24-piece set, I'm going to throw in a little gift. So what's the gift? I bet you folks don't have one of these. I want that. You see, this ain't your run-of-the-mill crapperware. These are some serious Newpont fiber woven bowls. Lance, you look like a strong young pup. Why don't you see if you can give that a nice tear? Don't hurt yourself now. Can't do it. Can't do it. Because <laughs> it's the perfect thing. And it's only us. Like, we get that. Like, we, we you know, anybody else would just like, oh, I want that. But I, that it's why we're doing this episode today for that reason. Um, but, yeah, like, that's that's what I love about this film. Because it's just such a stupid, like, item a boat like who the fuck wants that and she is so like i want that <laughs> like why <laughs> so <laughs> oh Napo- napoleon it was good it sends this sends this picture well, well no no before the picture because it's literally now we get kip's sale okay oh, <laughs> well God. it's not a sale <laughs> i i laughed so hard in theaters when this happened i was dying laughing <laughs> had to pause the movie <laughs> because it, i i wanted i saw it in the perspective of the buyer or the client because imagine being that person standing there seeing the salesman trying to show you how tough these bulls are he runs it over breaks it, and just fucking takes off and you're just standing there like what the as a door-to-door salesman, I was like, so what happened that led to this moment? And Because a normal salesman would have knocked, would have came in, done the sales pitch, and be like, let me show you how just how tough these are. They're almost indestructible. Let's do a little demonstration. And you walk out with a single bowl to put it behind that wheel. But it's like, did he... <laughs> what happened? Did he literally knock on her door and be like, let me show you how strong these are. Come here. And they just put him back there and she just watched. <laughs> like, like, or did he just leave the, the rest of the 23 pieces in her house and he drove off? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> he drives off. 
<laughs> so then at that point, it's when we get to back to the house yes. where he's going to do the drawing. Napoleon does the drawing. Because Pedro gives him that idea. Yes. That where for some reason, you know, Pedro, who is new to school, ends up missing a lot of school. <laughs> but anyways, he gives him that idea. He gives him that idea. He draws just the picture. And when he goes to drop it off at her house, his uncle Rico is doing a sales pitch to her mom. Yes. And her mom's like this really sweet lady and basically tells Trisha, like, you're going to go with that boy because Uncle Rico told him like that he wets the bed and <laughs> he's know. taking care of him while he's while like the grandma's in the hospital. And I'm like, that's kind of messed up on her mom, too, because why would you like obligate your daughter? Like, if anything, it's like, be kind. Tell him that you already have a date. Let him down yes. nicely. Don't tease him. He's going through a rough time. But like, I wouldn't obligate one of my kids to go so with someone who is clearly in an, a lot of mental and emotional distress and is wetting the bed as a teenager <laughs> because I don't it's like that 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 person's really disturbed like they they need help they yeah. need professional help <laughs> like you you are no position to do to help that person you're a kid yeah she just forces that that's what sucks imagine someone forced you your parents forced you to go out with i would whatever my parents told me to do i would have done <laughs> so trisha has to say yes yeah and she's kind about it and so she accepts it tells him that she likes to the drawing it's in her room so now that napoleon officially has a date He's got to raise up some money because he needs to get his suit. So I guess the only like in this town jobs are limited. So he ends up at that ranch that's across the street from his house that we've established. Yeah, because <laughs> the farmer was there. Yeah. So it's clearly the same guy. And he's like um, helping move chickens. Now, <laughs> I always thought this was like a made up thing for TV because during the uh, this scene where uh, after the the boys are done because it's multiple boys it's not just Napoleon um, there's like four other boys maybe there with him or four total with him I don't know I think it's just yeah four in I total, think they're four th total there's three other guys right and um, they go like one looks really young too yeah they go and they move the chickens and the ranchers like prepare a lunch for them and they have this jug that looks like orange juice and the rancher cracks an egg <laughs> into this jug gives it a stir and gives it a sip he's like yep that's ready and the boy's like like napoleon's the first to grab a bite and he grabs like an egg salad sandwich and there's hard-boiled eggs and then there's this thing of juice i always thought it was orange juice with just he put an egg in it for extra protein yeah and nu for nutrients <laughs> and that it, it 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 baffled me because recently my mother shared a story with me where she said you know i remember because my mother they were poor they were dirt poor literally dirt poor um you know their for their floors were had dirt and many times it was, they would have to go to school barefoot like they they because they couldn't even afford shoes yeah so i remember my mother shared with me like i guess this memory popped in her head and she she told me like i remember when i was a kid um because in in mexico where she was from there's no free lunch so if you don't bring lunch you don't eat all day and their mother worked you know constantly so she was only ever home to sleep so she before she would go off to work for her first job um, she would make sure that they would all be very well fed because this is basically the only meal they're going to eat until they get home from school and they're able to, you know, 
make or either I think she would come home, make dinner and then go to her second job. But either way, they're going to go at least six to eight hours without any food. So she said that my grandma would crack eggs into I don't know if she said it if it was into juice or just eggs in a cup and make them drink raw eggs and that it was so disgusting and she would like be gagging on it wanting to throw up and my grandma would like pinch her nose and hold her her head back and be like swallow it swallow it because she wanted to make sure that they had some nutrients in their bellies before they went off to school and I'm like I thought that was just like a made-up thing for Napoleon to discuss the audience I didn't think (laughs) they actually people actually drank raw egg yolks well fucking I think it comes from Rocky like because in Rocky he does that when he's working out and all that he drinks like fucking he cracks eggs and he drinks eggs and I remember when we were kids my dad when he would go work out and shit when he was actually fit he would drink eggs and that was like the thing that people would work out would drink eggs I think it's like protein or some shit like I mean it is it is a perfect protein yeah but I don't know. <laughs> That's fucked up for your mom. And then that, when you're saying that, I was like, oh, yeah, you recently shared that story, too. And I was like, oh, that's fucked it up. We were upstairs. stuck with me because I can't imagine you. having to do that or, like, being yeah. a mother and forcing my boys to do it. <laughs> there, there's no way, especially yeah. Remy. If he doesn't like something, he's not eating it. Nope. He, the, he just, like, literally he would rather his mouth die. and he let him pour it out. He would rather starve. <laughs> he will make himself gag and barf. You cannot make him eat something he does not want to no. eat. No. <laughs> so, Brad Garrett. You know Bad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond. Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes. He auditioned for Rex Quando, loved the script, but in the end, he declined the role. Interesting. Yes. So he would he could have almost had also. Wouldn't have been the same. No? No. Okay. No, no Brad Garrett. I love Brad Garrett, but no, it would not have been the same. Yeah. No. Like, I could see him doing the voice. Like, you know, him being like... Imagine it, because he's tall, you know. <laughs> it would just been funny. <laughs> but that, I think Diedrich He Bader doesn't have that, that energy, though, that yeah. Diedrich has. That, like, I'm an awful, like, you can't fuck with me energy. Like, I don't think Brad could have portrayed it. No, it would have just, I think it would have, yeah. I wasn't going to say. I Only think- Diedrich could portray that energy and for it to be comical and not come off like a total asshole. Yeah. Yeah, Only that's he true. could he could pull that off. So it's the day of the dance. Yeah. And Napoleon asks his Uncle Rico for a ride. And he tells him he has to finalize this sale in five minutes. So Napoleon, you know, talks him into taking him along and to just drop him off or whatever, but he has to pick up his date. If he's finalizing the sale, if he's literally just dropping it off and leaving, or, or you know, whatever, why is Uncle Rico in there so long? Unless he's slinging sex on the side. See that that's this, okay. Because Napoleon glad you even this knocks up. on the door and nobody comes to the yeah. door. That see, okay, I'm glad you brought this up because this has always been a question I've had since the very first time I watched it. And every time I watched this since, I honestly thought he's hooking up with these women like i even thought he hooked up with trish's mom because there's i don't see uh, you know there's no mention of a husband or anything and he's sitting there all you know and she sits back down with him so i really thought that his clients are one he's just sleeping with them and he slept with this lady to get the money you think he slept with the lady with a sailboat because her husband gave major cuck energy yeah probably (laughs) 
And it's probably how he's probably like a gigolo too. He's probably that's how he's getting his money. He's making the sale. So, but I on it, yeah. Because why is he gone? And why ain't they answering? He's like, don't disturb me when I'm doing my sales or whatever. So I honestly think he's like sleeping with these women. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. And it's just like, and I know um, from the we brought this up earlier, but we we you know um. We mentioned about the movie of like, you know, him wanting to go back in time and shit like that and stuff like that and so on and so forth. So here's something that I'm reading. While the film presumably takes place in the early 2000s, many of the characters, aesthetics, clothing and hairstyles and cultural references echo the early 80s. This period is a motif in the film as Uncle Rico verbalizes he wishes to return to 1982 and attempts to fulfill this via the time machine many of the songs chosen for the soundtrack are nostalgia tracks from the 80s such as time after time only you the rose and the 18 theme finally the movie adopts many 80s fads into the story such as deb's glamour shots napoleon learning dance aerobics uncle rico being a door-to-door tupperware salesman and kip's karate interest so it's like even though we have the internet if it wasn't, I, I, I've said it so many times already. If it wasn't for the internet, I really think this movie was an 80s film. Yeah. It, you know, because fuck. Although, okay, here's what put it in the 90s for me. Yeah. Um, Pedro's cousins. They're totally dressed like 90s Chicanos. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But Cause, then. Because 80s, they would have had the, the teased, feathered, big bangs like big hair or or yeah like the hair slick but yeah because they the the bald look didn't really kick in until the 90s because chicano cholos they're all about they would sometimes wear their hair nets and they would slick their hair back you didn't see a lot of bald cholos in the 80s so shit you're it's fucking confusing <laughs> when i get F- a friend again on the show when we talk to him you know what? i'm gonna fucking text him i'm in a chat thread with him and freddie I'm going to message. I'm like, hey, you know, ultimate. It's late right now, but I'm going to message. Please tell me when did this take place? I'm going to I'm going to ask him. So literally in the edit, I'm going to come back in with the with the answer. So literally in this moment, you'll hear the answer. So in this episode, I came up with three questions for Efren. But this is just the answer for my first question. The rest will be answered later in the episode. Question one. Was there ever a confirmed timeline of when this takes place? It seriously feels like an 80s film. It's all based on the music and clothing, yet Kip is using the internet. So it could be a late 90s movie, or did it take place when it was filmed, being 2003-2004? His response was, wasn't Kip chatting online with babes? Hint, hint. So he really didn't give me an answer on that one, so my assumption... I mean, still, it could be a late 90s because I was using the Internet in the late 90s or early 2000s. So, again, it doesn't really tell us anything. But there's one thing I did notice was Uncle Rico is at his van and he receives a call. But then again, there were cell phones fucking 80s. I don't know. It's hard to tell. But he wouldn't tell me. All he said was, wasn't Kip chatting online with babes? Hint, hint. So that's the answer to the first question I asked him. (laughs) Okay, so go on. Okay, so poor Napoleon, he's running to Trisha's house, he, but you know, by the grace of God. <laughs> oh, I just got to point out, he only made like how many, how much money? 
six he bucks. made like six bucks. Because <laughs> we talked about the job and we talked about your mom. He only made six dollars, a dollar an hour. So that means he worked six hours. Yes. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah, hours. because Kip made seventy five bucks and Uncle Rico made a hundred and twenty. Yeah. <laughs> and even though Napoleon said he could make that in five minutes, he only made six bucks in six hours. <laughs> and that's why because Kip wanted to make money to fly out his girl. And he's really- We don't know it was to fly out his girl. He just wanted to make money because she was gonna be in town. And she didn't fly. She, no, she was he, on the I bus. Thought, I thought he said that's why he really wants to bring her out to fly her out. He just doesn't have the money. Maybe that was just like the how you say like I want to fly them out because she took the bus. Because she arrives on the bus. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> because that's when 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 Rico gives him the idea for the selling the stuff, and I just love when I mean, he goes. I just really toed. <laughs> Because she hasn't sent me a full body Yeah, shot. ticked off. And that we'll, we'll get to that scene, but that builds you into an idea of where this is going. Just well, like the boat. Just like that until, boat. Like, the first hint we get that LaFonda is not a white woman is when he says her name's LaFonda. Yeah. Because first he says, like, oh, you know, sandy blonde, pretty blonde hair. So when mommy says blonde hair, I mean, I automatically assumed he's bringing in, like, a white woman. Yeah. Because she has blonde hair. And we're, we're, as of now, the audience is thinking this is a catfish situation. Yeah. Or this is a George I, Glass situation. Or it's just something that he's Napoleon and making it up. George Glass, hence. You know, so we're, we're being led to, it's the sailboat a lot over again. The moment you pull it out, <laughs> what a joke. But she wants that. <laughs> You're like, oh, we went a, a different route. But yeah, okay. So. Napoleon gets picked up by Pedro's cousins by this good grace of god to go down to to the dance yeah pick up his day and go to the dance he got lucky he got very lucky yeah um the passenger in in his in his car he was he was a looker (laughs) 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 that's all i'm gonna say about that (laughs) napoleon gets to the dance he goes to the bathroom is that big league chew or chewing tobacco. I really thought it was chewing tobacco. I was going to ask you, like, what do you think that was? Because at no point do you really see him spit. No. And the bag doesn't... Looks like it could have been well, either or. If it's chew, you put it right here on your lip. You don't really chew on it. Okay, so but we to- also know He's that, Napoleon, <laughs> that Napoleon tries to come off cooler than he really you is. You're right. So, honestly, if we don't know. If he didn't have money for... Hold on. <laughs> You're going to edit this out, right? (laughs) I kind of want to leave it in so people know that you're trying to sneeze. If Napoleon could barely afford his thrift store $6 suit, where would he have gotten money for chewing tobacco? Right. Because Rico doesn't chew tobacco. Kip doesn't chew tobacco. Grandma, maybe. I mean, knowing Napoleon... It is not. It is big league chew. It is, he but is he's trying to act like, like he's, he has chewing tobacco. So exactly. he comes off more edgy. Yeah. And dangerous. It's it's big league chew. It's big league chew. Yeah. Ah <laughs> 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 shit! But what sucks is just like what happened to me on prom night. The moment they arrive to the dance, his girl leaves him, <laughs> and he's, he's so she she doesn't. 
it, it doesn't necessarily play out like that. She gets there and she goes to, it's like she's going to go talk with her friends. She doesn't leave him, leave him until he goes to the bathroom because he assumes that she just bailed on him. Yeah. Even though she just went over there to talk to her friends because that's what girls do. You go, you show up with your day, you see someone's like, oh, I'm going to go schmooze, I'm going to go mingle, I'm going to talk to these people. I mean, she didn't, you know, express any of that to napoleon i mean she's there under obligation yeah but that's what happened she walked away because she's gonna go talk to her friends like and you know it's like oh look at you you look great look at my dress i look great at which point napoleon you know he came up to he came up with his own conclusion that like oh she bailed so he dips out goes to the bathroom with his big leak chew yeah at which time uh her friends are telling her like come on let's go and she looks back like i like i like i shouldn't and when she looks back she doesn't see napoleon yeah. So she's like, oh, well, I mean, well, fuck it. I mean, if he's not there, well, I guess I, there's no one to go back to. So, yeah, yeah let me let me just go with them. And but, I mean, it worked out because it, he was there with Deb and Pedro. Yeah. And she got to dance with Deb. And he got to touch her puffy sleeves. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because when in my very prom, 80s sleeves and my prom, my date, we walked in. We had we did the photo because you have to do the photo when you the moment you walk in. I wouldn't know. I and never then, went. To and prom. then you walk into the hall at the moment. She's like, oh, I'll be back. I'm going to whatever. And then I never saw her until the end of the night before wow. we had to leave. Yeah. She basically do you just, still have those prom pictures. Probably in a drawer, like oh, in a box now. But yeah, I had it for the longest time. Why is it in your wallet? <laughs> in my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah fucking because i didn't have anybody to go with and and it was my ex who from years ago we said if we don't have anybody to go with we we'll should go, go together. together yeah because the person i wanted to go with ended up bailing on like she she changed her mind i had asked her she said yes i was all excited and one day i met uh, we were online chatting i said oh i'm so excited i, I can't wait to go and then she said never mind i don't want to go because she thought it was like uh she didn't want to lead me on thinking I was seeing more. I'm like, I just really wanted to go. So, yeah. Then I basically. Because it's, it's kind of a rite of passage. As stupid as it is and, you know, whatever. It, it's it's something you only get to do once. Yeah. Like, I know at the time I was one of those high schoolers that was so, like, anti-everything. And, like, yeah. this is stupid. And, you know, games are stupid. And dances are stupid. And I'm not going to be part of any of that. Um I <laughs> it was like <laughs> I had very much the goth kids from South Park attitude <laughs> about mm. high school in general. Yeah. Um, but I know that because I worked uh, prom day because I remember being um, at my job and like, you know, clocking in when I'm like, if I had gone to prom, I would be at my friend's house right now taking pictures, group shots, you know, maybe with, a you know, there would have been no date because I had already met my whatever ex-husband um who who was above the age limit so i would not have been allowed to take him to prom um but that's a whole nother pandora's box we're not gonna get into um so i i remember being at work and like just watching the out like minutes tick by on the clock and thinking to myself like oh it's starting right now oh they would be probably be at like the first dance right now like and then out and then like some kids actually came in high schoolers that were in there like dress and i'm like oh they're getting something to eat before they go and it was a very bittersweet feeling for me and like mm. i did regret it not going and now you know when i look back on it i do feel a little you know sad that i didn't get to go you know it's like you get to dress up fancy with your friends you know and when else do you get to do that 
Yeah, I went. I went with friends, but like I said, my date bailed out and went where I don't know where the fuck she went. She just disappeared. She went to go blow somewhere in the bathroom, probably. And I was just <laughs> hanging out with friends, in which actually majority of the night I was hanging out with this other guy whose date bailed on him too. <laughs> yeah, so I was chilling with them, and at a certain point, I ran into some other peeps. So I hung out with them majority of the night. I remember there was karaoke and stuff, and right at the like literally second to last. Like, no, it was the last fucking song. I saw her again and we got to dance together that one song and then we all left. But I think she found me because I was I was her ride. Like what we went with friends. So, yeah, I know. I, I You can't hear eye rolls, but I, I rolled so hard. Yeah. So I was just <laughs> like, bitch. oh, well, you know. And then when we all went to go eat somewhere, she bailed on me again. Yeah. Oh, honey, I wouldn't have bailed on you. <laughs> Forever young. You're in the me. There you go. 80s. Well, song. it's at this dance that Pedro sees that the presidential um, elections going to oh, come up. Oh yeah, the, the elections are coming up. And yeah. whereas he gets his idea to run for school president. Yes. And does he still have his hair by this point? No, he still has his hair. He hasn't okay. lost it yet. It's right after this that he like. Oh okay. Um, but after and then I I guess like immediately after this the time machine scene happens. Yes. So the time and I know we talked about the time machine already um, in which I right now I'm totally agreeing with you that I shouldn't have jumped so far ahead because <laughs> I'm like, shit, we talked about that. But after the time machine, they go to the store. Yes. <laughs> and, and this I, is something the- that comes up in our daily lives <laughs> whenever we're shopping. <laughs> Because they're like, uh, Napoleon comes up with like this very wide marker set. And he's like, I said the 12 pack, not the 24 pack. You just have to mix and match. Go put it back. <laughs> and like, like, God, say it loud enough so everybody can hear. So the whole story yeah. can hear. I, I said the 12 pack, not the 24 pack. We're just going to have to mix and match. Shut up. Say so the whole world can hear. Well, put it back. <laughs> I know that like we say that sort of things to each other when we're in the grocery store <laughs> all the time. But the next line is the one. Yes, they're at the register. And he's like, we can't afford the fun pack. You think money grows on trees in this family? Put it back. And while you're at it, get some pampers for you and your brother. <laughs> and I don't know how many times I've said that to Owen. <laughs> 13, by the way. <laughs> Oh, and you know we can't afford the fun pack. What do you think? Money grows on trees in this family? Take it back. Get some pampers for you and your brother while you're at it. <laughs> but you've been saying it for years since we've been years. together. <laughs> <laughs> you've actually said it to me, too. Because if Owen wasn't there, and I'd just laugh. <laughs> I love that. Oh, but man. you know what's something that I, I questioned? When he went with... Okay rewind pedro when he dropped off the cake to summer's house this is a huge home okay it looks like a plantation home or like i thought it was an apartment complex you thought that was a it looked like a big ass like home uh-huh. like i thought she was like some like the you know the school rich kid and this is a huge home but then she was the cashier at the store and i'm like if she's so rich why the fuck is she a cashier unless her parents make her work so that she could humble herself or like learn the value of a dollar i guess yeah because it's like what's funny is that you think we're going to get these like typical bitchy characters who are mean like they they do that in film. But you don't 
don't get that just because she told her no but it's just like she's just a popular girl but she's not evil or mean in any way except for one moment actually now that i think about it but it was still creepy so it was kind of okay i guess when i think about it but we'll get to that later i don't want to jump ahead but yeah i i mean yeah she was she was working there but she laughs (laughs) who wouldn't have (laughs) because it feels so real and it's like he's playing off because he even looks at her and be like Oh, this guy over here type of thing. <laughs> it's fucking embarrassing. Oh, man. Poor Napoleon. Like, Poor I Napoleon. felt embarrassed with him because I was like, you know, those moments where we watch something and it's just like they're being embarrassed. You get secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Imagine. <laughs> but the Pampers part. <laughs> Especially some- because we buy do buy Pampers. <laughs> for, yeah. For our kids. <laughs> uh shit. So, yeah. So, at I mean, I don't. If I'm jumping ahead, please stop me because at what point? Because I want to talk about this is when when Napoleon is drinking milk, and he's like being he's judging milk or some shit. I I think I completely skipped over that. Okay, because I just wanted to quickly talk about like I, I was ahead. okay. Well, it's just more like. I, I want to. This is a rural town. There isn't a lot of jobs. Chances are a lot of people in this town become ranchers themselves. So like, th- you know how like other places have like J.R.O.T.C. Well, here they have like, you know, farm, whatever the fuck. This yeah, because he, he's he's <laughs> drinking milk that has defects in them. He's like the defect in that one is. Bleach. Yeah. <laughs> and then fucking Pedro's a part of it, too. Yep. Like, again, there isn't a lot of options in this town. But like they're like geniuses as to what they do. Because okay, it doesn't take a genius to taste bleach and milk. Okay, I think that's a stretch. <laughs> no, but he's like like they're surprised by him because as he's drinking, the bar's really low. <laughs> It's exceptionally low. It's like it doesn't take a blind person could fill up the cow and detect that it has yeah. five udders when it should only have four. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah. So we, we know now uh, based after Pedro, because he's really good at finding out nipples. He now he wants to <laughs> he wants to be president. So he's going to be the president now. Yes. He's, that's his goal. Yes. He's very ambitious. Yes. OK. So let's go off from your notes because so, I don't know. Uh, LaFonda arrives from Detroit um, and it is not the it, it is it does not play out how one would have expected it to because I thought it was going to be very much like a catfish situation a dude's going to come off that bus or the person's going to see Kip and be disappointed or Kip was going to see them and see, be disappointed again, it's the boat thing we're, none we, of that happens we're, we're she taking, gets yeah. off and she is thrilled to see him yes and him the same and she runs up and she gives him smooches and she's significantly taller than him and, and she he, lifts her her foot her like her, foot your leg when, whatever when she kisses because that's what you do when you swoon yeah and see that again it's the boat all over again because we we believe as an audience like of what we've been taught throughout the history of hollywood that this guy kip is a dorky looking guy dresses like a dork with his Beige high socks, socks and, sh- and shorts and whatnot polo shirt tucked in she gets off the bus. We're thinking like, oh, hell no, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, she's excited. So it's just like it, it was such a shock to see that because I was like, 
oh shit i did not see it going this way and they're happy together like they're kissing i was like oh wow and and that's what i love that what he does with this movie because we're 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 made to assume one thing and it's completely oh it's an actual girl like oh it's actually someone who's interested in him like oh shit someone is real like it's not a catfish oh what the hell he wasn't lying he is talking to babes online all day <laughs> you know it's right after this that you, that pedro shaves his head oh okay that's when he gets because i wrote down that's what happened to santos he got really hot one day and that's why he shaves his head <laughs> you've said that shit to me too a few times <laughs> or i'll ask like what would you wait oh (laughs) so i love when my wife has her hair down and she'll she'll, like it's my favorite when she has it down and stuff like that and then it it literally happened not too recently where she ended up tying her hair back and i said oh why'd you tie your head hair back he's like my head got hot (laughs) and i just started laughing (laughs) oh shit <laughs> he, sh- he shaves his head and his friends come to the rescue and um deb oh sweet 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 deb oh my gosh um they there's three mannequins one one of which looks like michael jackson um yeah. with, with three very similar wigs and napoleon's like which one should we should we choose she's like i don't know there's so many options and she has the hand chin where she's like thinking like fucking owen does that yes like it makes her more like hmm sensitive (laughs) yes very winnie the pooh (laughs) you know think bother you know oh bother whatever so yeah they're trying to figure out which way choices even though there's only three ways yeah (laughs) there isn't that many (laughs) he's like all right calm down (laughs) and so now feeling fully confident with his wig napoleon and pedro somehow have early access to the school like this school doesn't match the town the school looks like a full-on college campus like it looks nice huge doesn't make sense for this rural farm yeah it looks like some of the buildings where i work the college like that there's nice outside it doesn't match Mm. but either way for whatever reason they're the only ones in the school and they're putting flyers up everywhere and i'm like how did they get such early access into the school they just don't lock the doors (laughs) yeah right (laughs) so um they're promoting uh you know trying to encourage the students to vote for him summer's passing out buttons pedro's passing out uh um, those boondoggle keychains that yeah. Deb made, and they're also like hitting pinatas. <laughs> but what I love is that when the the guy who looks like Mickey Park, when he goes up to Napoleon, he's like, "Hey, vote for Summer." He's like, "No, I'm not gonna vote for her." He's like, "Who are you gonna vote for?" He's like, "Pedro." Pedro, what do you think? <laughs> he's like, "Can I get one of those buttons?" Though? Why would he give it to him after that? <laughs> he's like, "Sure." He just throws it down. <laughs> He runs like Shaggy in the Scooby Doo cartoons, yeah. and he's still wearing that jacket from t- the milk tasting. From the, yep, <laughs> from the the the, the, the farmer <laughs> ROTC. And yeah, they're handy. They're they're like you know they're pinata. But I, what I love is that it, there's a scene where like you know the bully's fucking doing the neck thing. Yes, against, to some kid in, uh, yeah. that's dressed like a bloody tampon. Yeah, <laughs> and Napoleon walks up to him and he says. Or he's like, oh, you're right. If you right. go for Pedro, you have his protection or something <laughs> to that effect. And then outside, 
he comes up to him and he's like, let me let me borrow your bike or whatever. Like, I'll give you some chips. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tries to wrestle the bike away from the, from the tampon kid. I'll give you chips. That's what it said in the, in the subtitles. But it's so stupid. Let me borrow your bike. I'll give you some chips. Oh, okay, sure. That if our if there were our boys, they'll be like chips, sure. It, Remy for sure. <laughs> Remy, you could have lured him like Esqueleto with some chips. That guy could have just t- pulled them out of his pocket and tossed them on the floor like a pigeon. He would have flocked to those damn chips. <laughs> I love this made me laugh originally. It still makes me laugh because you got this rinketing town and out of nowhere these two fucking cholos pull up. And they're, and they're like, low riders. Yeah. And they How pull- did they know to protect this one kid? Or yeah. was it just good timing? They just right? happened to be there and they saw this kid and like, you know what, we don't like this fu- this fool. Like we're gonna go we're gonna scare him. <laughs> and all they did was just nod their head they're like, mm no. Don't no. try it. <laughs> Don't try it. But I love that because it's like the first time we're introduced to the Cholos earlier when he, they pick up Napoleon and there is nothing much but, to it. But mind you, there's a, a, the, the cute Cholo that picked up Napoleon is not in the car with him when he when they go to defend the tampon kid. Yeah. But it's just it's just funny that there's a fucking Cholo. <laughs> I mean, there's Cholos in this town that like, oh, my what are they? They're just randomly there. Like, well, like. When I see the Cholos, I'm like, why did their family move there? There's no story behind why Pedro... Because there's work. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I said it's a farm town. Yeah. Our people, you know, we do the jobs that other people don't want to do. Yeah. And that's why they went. <laughs> Presumably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my next favorite scene. Okay, so leading up to this scene, Uncle Rico's being inappropriate and he stops Trisha and Summer Wheatley and gives them flyers for his Bus Must Plus product. And they, in turn, plaster these all over Napoleon's locker. So yeah, poor and that's Napo- fucking embarrassing. That's embarrassing and poor Napoleon, you know, so he's <laughs> paying for the, the, the sins of his uncle. Um, yeah. So in retaliation, Napoleon is like, I guess he just knows his uncle's going to drive that by this particular street so he's standing there with two oranges <laughs> yeah <laughs> only two and he throws one and he has great aim and it's the windshield of the santana <laughs> and uncle rico looks genuinely scared he screams, like, ah! he screams. <laughs> i would have done the same and he parks he immediately parks the car comes out runs towards him and napoleon and he's like waiting because napoleon is still armed with a second orange <laughs> and he's waiting for him to throw it and it hits him in the leg and i hope there's bloopers to that too <laughs> <laughs> when he jumps the fence. So Uncle Rico has him in a headlock. He's like, you're going to clean that, clean that crap off my van, Napoleon. It's like, <laughs> what, what does he say? He's like, you, like you're ruining my life. Yeah. Let go of me, Bodegan. Like, I don't know what kind of insult that is. But he, he elbows him in the chest and manages to break free and jumps over the fence and falls. That was not scripted. It was not intended for him to fall like that. Oh, he shit. ate shit. <laughs> he looks like he got the wind knocked out of him. And then he's running away with like a slight limp. Yeah. And I remember hearing that like in that particular scene when he was like, he legitimately like it, he didn't get, you know, seriously hurt but that fall did hurt but yeah. he just ran until they yelled cut 
<laughs> and that's the it's the one they use. <laughs> so okay, so then that's where we go afterwards. It's when you know he goes to the thrift store, and he yes. he sees the Dequan's dance grooves, which he looks like kid and play. Yeah, <laughs> and he goes in the room, and clearly he's learning how to dance these moves because when he comes out, he's sweaty, and he gets to meet Lafonda. I during this interact like I at, like we've established Napoleon is a weird kid. Yeah. But it was during this interaction with LaFonda and you know watching it through different a different set of eyes and now being a mother and everything and everything that I've gone through and my knowledge and everything when I this interaction when I see it and the way he talks to her like other people might have seen it and be like wow he's like he's just like he has no decorum or he's just kind of rude or you know whatever and I'm like what if Napoleon was on the spectrum? Yeah, he like this conversation between him and LaFonda just comes off like he's, you know, mildly autistic. <laughs> That's true. And <clears throat> he's he, he does this a few times when he takes a swig of that juice. He, he like he does it fast back, like because that's chug. what he did earlier when he's eating with Pedro at lunch. The first time they're eating, mm-hmm. he quickly goes <laughs> Puts like a, a, a tater tot in his mouth all fast. Like he does things like all fast at times for some reason. And that's one of those moments where like, why does he do that? And maybe that's why. <laughs> He's it's, on the spectrum. it's definitely a possibility. He does give off those vibes. Yeah. And and that's the thing. And this this is here is where uh, you could say it's a plant and payoff moment because as they're talking and he's like, oh, I'm, you know, practicing, practicing what, you know, whatever. And it's all about dancing, so on and so forth. So Kip comes out and you're shocked because he's like looking all freaking. He's he's no longer the Kip we know with the polo shirt. He's dressed. He actually has like a do rag on, he right? Is- Thugged out. Yeah, he's full on thugged full out. Full denim suit. Yeah. <laughs> very 90s. Yes. Very yes. 90s R&B and hip hop boy exactly. band. <laughs> dress, attire. So she provides him with this mixtape. Though, if it were a real mixtape, you know they would have written every fucking song on there. Because every mixtape throughout my life growing Maybe up. Maybe he was a DJ. Because that's the impression I got. She's like, yo, he, uh, like you like dancing? He's like, here's this tape. My cousin did it. And I didn't presume that her, oh, her, the, does, the cousin created the music. I just thought, like, maybe the cousin was a DJ and this was his mix. Yeah, but usually you write down what the name I of the I don't know is. <laughs> because I've never done that, honey. Oh, you, so well, I, you, any mixtape, anybody who had those. Honey, I've up, never had a mixtape. No, no, no. What? I'm, okay. But growing up. It doesn't just like if someone handed it to you or you did like everybody did that. Maybe you just weren't at the days of having fucking tape player and shit like that. But that's why I was like, why? Why isn't it? You know, but so that comes in handy later. So he keeps that shit with him. And then that's when I guess Uncle Rico is once again trying to get some photos or some shit. Right. And he because he meets with Deb. The photos is an excuse. It's a ploy for him to talk to her so he could solicit the bus must plus. Exactly. And this is where, once again, Uncle Uncle Rico being an asshole is like, one, she's thinking it's one thing. Like, because she's getting uncomfortable because it looks like he's about to take off his shirt. Yes. And she's like, because she turns around and he's standing right there. But it's that he's actually going to pull out a flyer. But then he says, Napoleon told me that you could use these. And she believes him. She flat out believes Uncle Rico. But the, my question from that whole entire thing, why is she in the middle of nowhere calling Napoleon? Why didn't she just call? She's at a pay phone. Like, yeah. they don't have a phone inside that photo studio. <laughs> exactly. Like, like when she calls him, you, she's just out in a field 
on a payphone calling yeah. them. Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why did you fucking call him from the house or that her is a house? Great or, question. Like I always question that. He's like, hello. <laughs> Napoleon and this and that you're you're an inconsiderate friend blah 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 and he's like what the fuck like and I'm like okay <laughs> the principal is a creepy guy and he doesn't like Pedro I don't know if yeah. he doesn't like Pedro because he's male or because he's a Hispanic student in a predominantly white school my assumption but is that one principal the second one. is a total ass to him and he penalizes Pedro for bringing these pinatas that resemble Summer Wheatley but this principal clearly has a very soft spot for Summer Wheatley because during her skit, he's like off stage, like totally grooving to it and looking at like, you know, looking at them like just it just felt inappropriate. With like lustful eyes, yes. you could say, because like, ooh, look at these girls. And, you know, he was enjoying it way too much. Yeah, because he, he definitely had a half chub. Yeah, clearly. And it's funny because it's like <laughs> I felt bad. All right. So. When they're doing the, when she's talking, one, she makes this like, I don't know if you guys want to have, wh- what does she say? Chimney changas. Oh, chimney changas. <laughs> I'm like, that's fucked up, bitch. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then she does the thing everybody says, like, you know, I'm going to put in two of these machines and the bathroom. You put two soda dispensers inside the cafeteria. Yeah, and all this. Body and- belt dispenser for the girls' room. Like, all this nonsense that I remember, like, oh, pizza every Friday when I was a kid. Like, you would hear that. But when she says that, like, who who's going to want to eat chimney, chimney changas? I was like, what? I'm like, what a bitch. Like, what the fuck? And then that's when, you know, they have to go. He's like, oh, now the, the happy hands, because Trish was in the happy hands. Yes. But here's the thing. That happy hands group in the very beginning of the movie had Napoleon and this bigger girl. Ginger. A ginger. And the twins. There is also a big girl. Yes, the, she was ginger. Okay. And she wasn't a part of that dancing. She sure was. They left her ass out. Neither was the twins. <laughs> oh, well, that's fucked up. They completely recasted. <laughs> they did. <laughs> Either they recasted or they kept it as in these girls are going to try to pull the prettiest of the happy hands to do this presentation. So they left out the actual happy hands group. And then that's when they're like, they find out like, he's like, oh, what should I say? He's like, he's like. And Napoleon actually gives them that line. He's like, tell him, you know, Make if you sure vote. you tell them that if you vote for me, all your wildest dreams will come true. So he goes up there, has this speech, says the most famous line. Hello. I don't have much to say, but I think it would be good to have some Holy Santos brought to the high school to guard the hallway and to bring us good luck. El Santo Nino de Atocha is a good one. My Aunt Concha has seen him. And... We have a great FFA scheduled lined up. And I'd like to see more of that. If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. Thank you. And then, but they find out before they have to do the presentation. I mean, uh, uh, like a, a skit or some shit. And then that's when the tape comes in handy. And that's like the most famous like scene from the movie is that is when he hands the tape and then he goes and does this amazing dance. And again, one thing you're, be- you're made to believe just like the boat all over again, because you see fucking the Mickey park guy, like, what is this? Like whatever. Same with the other girl. And they're looking at him like, eh, this is dumb. And he's dancing. And yet he gets a standing ovation. Yeah. And it's People fucking shocking. It. And I didn't see it going that way, but everybody loved it. So because of that, Pedro wins and he becomes the president. Pedro and Napoleon and Deb are great friends, right? Yeah. 
Pedro wins the president. I was going to say that. Why aren't they at his party? Right? I was questioning that. I was like. He did not invite them to his party. <laughs> I was I was thinking, I'm like, why wouldn't they be there? Like, I get they're going to try to the scene that's next. But why can't that just be another day? Like, why was why Napoleon helped him be president and he wasn't invited to the party? Either that or maybe. He would not have won had it not been for Napoleon's death. <laughs> that's another question I'm going to ask him. <laughs> I'm going to be like, Ephraim, I'm going to send him a text tomorrow. Like, two questions for you. <laughs> when does this film take place? And why wasn't Napoleon invited to your party? <laughs> was there any reason behind that? <laughs> Please tell me. Or was that scene deleted? Yeah. <laughs> why is it, Why aren't Deb, your two friends, at that party? <laughs> All right. And here is my second question. Why wasn't any of Pedro's friends invited to his party at the end of the movie? It bums me out you don't get to see Napoleon or Deb celebrating with Pedro. His response? It was a surprise party for Pedro that he didn't know about. So that was his response. So there you go. So the reason why they, they're not there is that his family surprised them with this party. That's it. All, after the celebration, Napoleon and Deb are playing te a tetherball, which we mentioned briefly. But presumably, Napoleon likes, really enjoys tetherball, right? Yes. At some point, didn't you get better at something? How are how are they both so bad at tetherball? I don't know. Like her, this is clearly the first time she's ever played it. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe he's used to playing by himself, and you he doesn't know how to play. You still develop like a, excuse a, me. A, 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 you get better. Doesn't matter even if you played by himself, you would get better. Yeah. And he's so bad at it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess so. That's that's true. But it's like what's what's funny is that you know how like they put the song when in Rome the, the, the I'm, I'm sorry but I'm just thinking of the right words yeah. to say a promise the promise there you go that became a huge uh, like a, a like a hit like not like fucking you know Stranger Things whatever the uh, Kate Bush the yeah but I remember everybody all playing that song after that film because it was like <laughs> it like got it, it got new legs again and everyone playing that yeah. that. But it was just like, yeah, they, they were there and that's how they end. And it made me wonder, are they going to start dating? Like, or are they just friends? I think we want that for them, but they probably just stayed friends. Oh, okay. Well, it makes sense. So. Two months later. Yes. Two months later. End so, credits. Now, I'm, uh, we're going to get to the end credits, but I just want to point out again, when I watched this film, this scene wasn't there when I originally first watched it. You but I, but I, I know release. why. I know why. So go on. Um, they, they, the Shoshone Arrowheads guy, rancher, they get him to officiate the wedding. <laughs> I guess that makes no sense. <laughs> like I could barely speak. <laughs> He's yeah. He alive. found a bunch of arrowheads on over Shoshone there. Shoshone Arrowheads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In which that was just him talking. Yeah. And they left the camera running. Mm -hmm. We just found that you sent me yeah. that clip. Yeah. <laughs> um he he he's not a good officiant no he can barely speak he can barely make out what he's saying yeah but he says is there anything else you'd like to ask about i'm like isn't the line if if uh nobody objects like speak if some if anyone objects speak now or forever hold your peace yes that's the line. that is the line not is there anything else you'd like to ask about at the wedding because they do it in Napoleon and Kip's hometown, yeah, Lafonda had to 
fly out or bus out her family, which uh, oh, she only brought in her immediate family, presumably. So it's like her father, her mother, and who I believe is her brother, younger right? brother, yeah. two younger brothers. Yeah. A bit. The, the older younger brother is, comp- is obviously does not think highly of Kip because he just keeps like shaking his head. Yeah, like, like I can't believe this is happening. Because <laughs> he sings a song. I love technology, but not as much as you see. But still, I love technology always and forever. And Uncle Rico's crying. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part is when motherfucking Napoleon rides up. He is falling horse. off that damn horse. He doesn't he know, does know how to ride it, right? <laughs> I figured he's holding oh. on for dear life. <laughs> They're like, hey, can, they probably asked him, "Can you ride a horse?" Yeah, yeah. I could. Don't worry, I'll do good. And and, and like and originally, I was like, shouldn't he have been the best man? Like, why isn't he sitting in the front row with the rest of the family? Yeah, and it's and nobody questioned it. Like, why is Napoleon taking so long? Like, nobody should have been surprised. Everybody should have expected <laughs> that he was doing something because why else wouldn't he just already be yeah. there with the immediate family? <laughs> <laughs> and he shows up and, uh, and the grandma rolls her eyes when napoleon comes up like she's just had enough of this family yeah. she's just glad to be rid of kip <laughs> oh man and this was like a marvel moment because it was after the credits yeah yeah and, and okay so here we go this is the reason why the version that i saw was a one of the early because this movie was a massive success it was a surprise success actually at the festivals and it's limited release so when it was first released it was a limited release that's how you saw it over there or whatever uh-huh. like it was one of those style where only in small theaters you could see this movie i i somehow my friend had a copy of that well because of that fox searchlight re-edited the film to add a five minute epilogue at the end this epilogue, which was filmed after the initial theatrical run, features a surprise wedding scene that cost about half of what the entire movie cost to make. So then that means this this movie, when they re I guess re-released it or whatever during before the you know after the original run, yeah. That, so that's that's where this scene comes from. So it's like, oh, shit. So they went back. So that's why my copy, or it wasn't my copy. I gave it back to my friend. But that one I saw, they didn't have the wedding. So then they filmed it afterwards. Because I'm telling you, it was like, I saw it early on where I was just hearing, hearing like, word, I was like, what is this film? And he's like, oh, you got to see it. Okay. And then later on, you start seeing commercials on HBO. I mean, HBO on MTV because it became a hit. So, like, when you saw the movie, did it have the wedding? I sat up four times in theaters. I, I remember it having the wedding every the time. The first time? Okay. I don't, re- I don't, I don't remember. Well, then again, why would you sit through the whole credits to watch it? Because I'm weird. Because I know I saw it in the fucking, the, when I got it on DVD. So, and then you know what's, what's crazy is that the Kip and Napoleon have a 16 age gap uh, in real life. They're actually just one year older from each other. Jesus. Yeah. Um, also, too, uh, despite playing high school students, John Heater and Ephraim Ramirez were, were both. One was 26 and the other one was 31 when the movie was made. Oh, wow. So they were they were playing high school kids. Wait, kinda. so how old is Ephraim right now? I don't know. I need to ask him. 
Oh, I need to was see if this is... Was he the 31-year-old? Well, I'm going to... I'm going to... Again, okay, that's another ago? question. I'm going to ask him. Is Ephraim almost 50? Yeah. He looks fucking amazing. It, I, I mean, shit. I'm going to ask him. I'm going to be like, hey, bro, three questions. <laughs> my, my wife and i just did you know because we love this movie but i have a question the math ain't mathin no because i gotta ask him i'm like are you the 26 year old or are you the 31 or is that wrong imdb states this shit so that's that's what i'm curious as to what it is so here's question three imdb says despite playing high school students john heater and Ephraim ramirez were respectively 26 and 31 when this movie was made is that true were you 31 at the time? His response was, can IMDb be wrong? But right now, um, based on Wikipedia, it says October 2nd, 1973 is his birthday. So currently he's 49. So this year he will be 50. This movie was released in 2004. So maybe it was filmed in 2003. So yeah, he, he was 30, 31 based on whenever the movie was actually filmed. So yeah, I guess it is true, but I don't know if he meant it as in because I know IMDb information can be wrong at times. So I don't know if that was him saying like as if telling me like, oh, IMDb is never wrong. So it's like, no, it's never wrong. So, of course, it's right. Or he's telling me like, no, the information is wrong, as in he knows IMDb tends to have wrong information. So in reality, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't want to keep bugging him. So at this point, I just left it at is, uh, as is. So, yeah. I guess he was 30 at the time when he was filming this you movie. Know, Jake Gyllenhaal was considered for the role of Napoleon Dynamite. Nee. But I was like, no, I don't like that. And oh, one thing that we left out, we get like a happy ending montage at the end of the film. There is a moment where we see uh, Kip. I mean, not Kip. Um, Napoleon? No, no, no. Uncle Rico. <gasps> yes. And a woman pulls up. And uh, oddly enough, before we even watch this revisit, I actually asked you, who is that woman? And you're the one that told me that it was because I, you know, back when when I saw it, I didn't pay attention. And I honestly thought that was the same late because I never paid attention to Trisha's mom. And I thought that was Trisha's mom showing up. But it's not. It was another woman. I, I you know, and then it's the ex-girlfriend who kicked him out of the house. Exactly. That is actually Kip's, Kip's real life. life. In yeah. real life. I told you that. Yeah. In which I misheard. I thought you meant that was a. Uh, Uncle Rico's real nope, But what's cool is there is this football team. Uh, it was a year or two ago, this football team who was for some reason, one of the players or something, they called him Uncle Rico or his name was Rico or something. So the actor actually showed up as his character, <laughs> Uncle Rico. There's footage That's and everything. Awesome. Yeah. So, I'll, you know, I'll end up posting it. But yeah. So so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It's our revisit of Napoleon Dynamite. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We had fun reminiscing about Napoleon Dynamite, talking about large talons. Oh, actually, we didn't even talk we about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's time we hop into our DeLorean and travel back to the future.
has been a Brothers Bear Network production.